Order in the Steegs. Welcome to um, season two, episode three. This is uh, the Steegcast Brexit. We, we massively peaked on that. <laughs> I'm keeping it in, though. I'm keeping it in. It'll be like over the theme song, so it'll be fine. It'll just be a complete clusterfuck as the theme song fades out into um, um, in, into the Steegs. I feel like we haven't done a podcast in ages. I was saying that to Rich earlier. How long's it been? Need two months? No, no six weeks. Two months. We release one every month, don't we? Yeah, but. What, the paranormal one was the last one, wasn't it? And that yeah. was in Gareth's house. That was late September. Mm-hmm. And now it's beginning of November. Yeah, so it's been... Because we delayed this one so long to try and tie uh, it in with the I Brexit guess, deadline. Yeah. It's been longer than usual. Yeah. Usually we do it like halfway to, through the month, thereabouts. But like we're into the next month. So it's been maybe six weeks since we've done a cast. So it feels like a long time. It does. Um, so yeah, before we get stuck into Brexit, it's going to be a... Uh, a meaty subject, I think. Um, what's, ha- what's happened since the last cast? That's the that's 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 what I've been told to say. What's happened? Oh, actually, <laughs> what's going on? It would be it would be two months. I think nearly two months. Because last is, time yeah. I had my car nicked, and I've only just had it back after two months. Yeah, because you were telling us about it in that cast. Yeah, but yeah, I got it back, and they spilled paint on the seat, so I had to give it back to them. What? Yeah. Why were they painting it? Uh, like you know, like the blemishes on the car and stuff. Okay. But the thing is, the, the thing, the paint they spilled on it wasn't my car's paint. It wasn't. It was sil- silver paint. What? So they were using my car as a, a table, essentially, to paint another car. Oh, on the outside of the car, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, but then man. also, someone spilled paint on the seat as well. I got to get that cleaned on Monday. Oh man, where was this? Jeez. Can you say? Oh, you're not allowed to say. I probably could say, to be honest with you. <sighs> Sounds so. a very unprofessional situation all around, really. Yeah. It's terrible. Rhymes with Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but ne- I, I, the, 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 I'm, not get, I'm not getting, I'm not getting into it. <laughs> no, no, okay. Uh, too since, uh, since the last one, I think I'll do a quick update on Epstein. Considering I think it was today it came out, maybe yesterday. Uh, it'll pro- probably all be memory hold by the time this is released. But it's good to get it out there. Uh, the ABC News anchor, well, Amy, I forgot her fucking name, but um, there was like a, a hot mic where she was. Uh, recorded off off air in quotes like you know um basically she was saying that about three years ago they had all the epstein business they had a witness uh, to co- corroborate they flew her out they you know bigged her up and all that and the yeah and then the uh, heads of the abc news network just uh, kicked it to the can like you know fucking uh, cut the story so now that was just dead in the water, and then uh, now all this is coming out. So ABC are in some shit for like withholding all the the biggest uh, paedophile news stories since ever. Yeah, but are they actually in the shit though? This is it, don't it? Will anything it, it, happen? It only came out today, so it's it's gonna take a little while to see what comes of it. But I'm I'm really really hoping something does come of it because these people need to be uh, yeah brought to justice like they, she said they had all uh, all shit on Clinton and everything as well yeah. so it'd be be good to see it all coming it, it seemed like from judging by what she was saying it was Buckingham Palace that was the main yeah. culprit in holding in 
holding them hostage, basically. What saying, the fuck's Buckingham Palace going to do with Prince Andrew? Prince Andrew. Andrew. Uh, right, so they're course. basically saying, you won't get any exclusives to Will and Kate when they come over to the US. Yeah. And that's like a fucking huge deal in America. You know, I think it's bigger family. in America than over, than over here. How, how ironic is that? Uh, weird, isn't it? Fight for your independence. Fucking love the royal family. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. We threw all the tea in the fucking water. Yeah, it's not in a wall. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, oh, I don't know. I don't even know where, if I've got anything to add. Um, I've seen this lovely meme on Reddit, which was a, a pack of butter, you know, a box of butter. Yeah. And it said, I can't believe Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. <laughs> very well done. Very nice Photoshop. A lot of people are saying, though, that this is now pushing the narrative of that he's dead, whereas he's not. So this is like just covering up the fact that he could possibly still be alive, which I know you were quite... Big yeah, on, on I, that. I reckon he's still alive. Joe Rogan will have him on now. Give it a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of Joe Rogan's, um, I don't suppose anyone's watched the Ed Snowden Joe Rogan episode. Uh, I've watched about forty minutes, yet, like no. a clip, but he's on about triangulation and and all that. You, yeah, very that. insightful in regards to how um, the government is monitoring your phone. More, more, more. Um, it appeals to Americans. I'm yeah. not sure if that's going on over here. It might be. Probably if it is, is. it's secret. Whereas over yeah. there, it isn't anymore because of him. But like, um, yeah, it's terrifying. It really is. <laughs> it is. I went out and bought his book on the strength of that, and it is an autobiography, which I should have realised before I bought it. It's more about his life story rather than about how the government is uh, meddling where it shouldn't be. In I'm sure lat- it'll get to that. Yeah, in the, in the latter part of that, it's probably going to be well beefy, like you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, no doubt. But, um, I grew up and played footy out in the field with my mates. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Much. I was an average kid <laughs> until I was thirty. I don't know why that accent, but yeah. yeah, he looks like the meekest of nerds, and he is the meekest of nerds. Like you know, yeah. he's the nerdiest. Like his entire life story is just him. Like uh, you know, he's on fifty-six k dial-up playing Quake and shit like that. <laughs> you know, this is himself. Yeah, um, that gets bandied around a lot these days, doesn't it? The himself, yeah, it's it's lost all its meaning. I mean, involuntary celibate. There's like a lot of. People that have been laid, that have been branded it now, and I, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, what happens it's, to neckbeards? Yeah, it's just neckbeard, isn't it? Yeah. It's a nastier neckbeard, more politically charged neckbeard term, I guess. Yeah, you know, um, politically charged well, neckbeard it is. sounds like a song title. <laughs> <laughs> we had a Judas Cradle song called "Neckbeard Champion of the World." Yeah, I don't know why I brought that up. It was just neckbeard in the title. Um, Incel and boomer, though, they just seem boomer. to be like <laughs> they just seem to be like blanket terms. Just when you haven't got any kind of rebuttal to what anyone yeah. else is saying, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, boomer, but like, like boomer is like it's just to insult the, the the wide left or the wide right, really. Yeah, yeah. boomer's yeah. really boomed recently. You know, yeah. I know boomer's obviously been a term, like a proper term, and then it was like a derog- derogatory or memeable term. But now, like, it's everywhere. Boomers. It feels like it's okay. been pushed at least, like. A, to, to like divide for some reason because no one's really got problems with people a couple of years old yeah I think like in terms of Brexit I think they they, they blame the boomers, the boomers mm. for Brexit because so you're going to be dead soon oh. while you <laughs> that you makes know, sense actually yeah. uh, all that stuff I, I blame the um, the elite you know the, the lizards and the shadows the smoking man and all this wouldn't they want the EU oh the ta- the, yeah, well, it's, it's, it, it? it's a tax haven Britain's a tax haven under the EU isn't it I mean, I don't really know how to get into this because there's a lot of powerful people that want Brexit and there's a lot of powerful people who don't want Brexit. So it's a bit of a clusterfuck. Like, it divides people, as we'll get into, on the left and the right. It's not like a hard, like, oh, the lefties don't want it and the right 
do want it. It's so mixed. Mm. Everybody is so divided on it. Like, even on what Brexit means. Exactly. It does depend where their money is, essentially. That yeah. is the, the long and short. They might as well just go home. That's the end of it, really. <laughs> um, so it might be a bit hefty. We should uh, creak on in. Um, Let's do this. I don't know what else to bring up, really. New Bojack's out. That is 10 out of 10. It is. It is. Um, Good season. Don't really, can't really talk about it because we've never spoken about it on your own. I don't really want to spoil it. Um, new Big Mouth was 10 out of 10. All cartoons. Oh, I fucking love Big Mouth. He's it's great. There's, there's a lot in there that is still teaching me now. Like, I'm 30 years old and it's a show about prepubescent teens. <laughs> and it's still, still teaching me now. Like My childhood yeah. is a lie. <laughs> I wish it was around when we were like younger, 17, yeah. 18, you know. It's like, it's fucking great. It kind of, I, th- I guess we had um, the in betweeners at that point. I yeah, guess that yeah. was kind of the yeah. closest thing. Similar kind of deal, mm. I guess. I mean, they're a bit yeah. older in the t- in betweeners. They're actually like, you know, it's a bit more adult humor, yeah. isn't it? But um, I mean, even though it. Big Mouth's about kids. It's definitely not for kids. It's more like... <laughs> have you seen it, have you? Big Mouth? I've seen it. I've seen their first season. Um, I haven't seen the newest one. That fucking hormone monster is so funny. Like, it's fucking great. Lola, it's, man. The woman... Oh, my God. Oh, the <laughs> kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible Lola impression. Um, but, yeah, as soon as we're out in, 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 in force on Europe, I have... We have one slice of Emmental cheese on the table because we're talking politics I've um, yeah we're welcome to it son it it might be a bit dry I've had that pack open a few days but um, (laughs) we've got some cigars and whiskey and gin and all sorts of other shit just to you know because we can I I brought a a good British beer with me British I'm going to open the cigar just so I can wave it around a bit it's a good idea actually wave it around do do your best Jimmy Savile impression now then now then now then Feel like one of those gangsters in a London movie that never smokes a cigar. It's just there, just, just waving, waving it around. around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you see, Jimmy. Yeah, what's that fucking the getaway? The getaway. The yeah, just Alex. Wa- Alex. He's just like bad guy, whatever his name. He's just waving a cigar around for like a five-minute cutscene. It totally would have gone out. <laughs> he doesn't even drag it. I've um, would today. I'm drinking as well. Uh, an entirely British collaboration beer set follows and friends follows from Landon proper old Landon brewery uh, collaborating with various uh, actually there might be breweries from outside the UK I don't know I take that back um, okay so um, we're going to stop pretending to smoke the cigars I've put out um, so I'm here today with uh, my esteemed uh, honorary gentleman the right honourable gentleman um, <clears throat> to my right is the uh, shadow secretary for Stegan Conspiratorial Affairs the right honourable gentleman Sir Thomas Cartwright oh. M. M. Stieg Thank, thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thank you. Uh, oh, duh. Uh, to my left, I have the Minister for Audio Fidelity and Master of Sound, ironically. The Right Honourable Gentleman, Sir Richard Maynard M. Stieg. Uh, thank you very much, sir. Uh, on the ground, and not with us today in office, but uh, on the ground in Europe, is the Stegan European Political Liaison Correspondent, the Right Honourable Gentleman, Sir Gareth Burrow M. Stieg. Hello there. Yes, I am currently standing outside the National Assembly Building, the Senate in Cardiff Bay. Uh, I am the Speaker of the House, the Master of Ceremonies, the Maester of Parliance and Guidance, Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Chains, <laughs> King of the Rhino, the Andals and the First Men, the Heir Apparent of the Six or Seven Kingdoms, the Right Dishonourable Gentleman, Sir Jean-Claude Jean Jenkins, M. Stieg. Um, <laughs> right, so where do we start? Um, what do they say? Do you know, like, when they've stopped speaking, they, they say, and I... It's like a bow out, they say. Like I, I, I give the floor to. I, oh right, uh, I am. Oh, fuck, I don't know. I um. Mm, I forget. 
Carry on. <laughs> I don't really watch that much Parliament stuff. Like I watched uh, the Burko uh, when he uh, is is like final thing, and it was like in a sitcom where one of your favorite characters goes, and, and like he left, and the camera panned up slowly to the clock up the top, and they like lingered there, like waiting for you to cry a bit. Everyone, um, I got a section where we talk about Burko. You might as well do it now. But he's been a source of uh, not only actual common sense in this whole thing but just com- comedy value as well a massive target of the media as well yeah easy he's, though go fucking easy strange target. is man but yeah. you know like because he, he's a massive remainer isn't he he is a massive yeah. remainer a lot of people accuse him of bias yeah yeah, yeah. But even though he did do it quite fairly everything he's done well I might be biased because I want the other outcome but everything he's done I think has been done within reason everything yeah. he's when he's interfered in Brexit yeah um, which we'll get into later when it happens, um, is being justified, I think. Yeah. As the like ringleader of the, the morons that are in Parliament. We should probably uh, give our stance first before we get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. That, that's, prob- that. that's probably the best So, thing spo- spoiler alert, if um, you are listening and you're not a regular listener of the Steegs and haven't heard our cat-in political uh, jibes <laughs> in the past, we are... I want to speak for where we lean left or right, um, but we are... I believe mostly still Remainers, all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gareth definitely. Gareth definitely is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they were, right, Gareth. Yeah, Christ. Yeah, yeah Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, oh, the wonders of technology. Um, but yeah, so there will no doubt be a lot of bias in this podcast because it's written by me. So I am very biased. <laughs> yeah. um, so on that note, where do we start? Right at the beginning, I suppose. Yeah. Bear with me on this, because we're going way back, so it might not seem relevant immediately, um, yeah. but we're literally starting right at the beginning. My first question is to you, what is Brexit and how did it come about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... A power struggle with David Cameron yeah. and the Tories, I guess. They basically thought that close, know, this, outcome, this outcome would never happen. And they thought, fuck it, let's call a vote. And then they called the vote. And David Cameron says, if, if Remain doesn't win, I'll resign. Knowing full fact that if he aligned himself with Remain, Remain would lose. So he aligned himself with Remain, Remain lost, he resigned. <laughs> fuck, I'm confused now. <laughs> nah, but, Your first uh, sentence was pretty much yeah. right, but you said one wrong word in that entire yeah. sentence. And we will come back to that, so hold that thought. So a 2016 article in The Guardian order summarises Brexit, a summarising Brexit rather, leads with the tagline, and I quote, decades of Euroscepticism and ministerial rebellion led to Britain's self-ejection from a union that voters never fully embraced. Makes sense, right? (laughs) So let's start right at the beginning. The UK joined the EU, or back then simply the Common Market, or EEC, in 1973. (sighs) Many say that this um, was to help a floundering UK economy, but my research... Endless Googling um, has revealed a large number of reasons as to why the UK joined the EEC, but it did hone in on one in particular. Um, so, why did UK join the European Union despite being something that nobody wanted? Does anyone know what year around? Nineteen seventy-three. Eventually, actually, physically joined. Who was who was um, minister? Who was in charge? Mm-hmm. Margaret Thatcher. Ah. Was it to do with trade? Was well, the whole thing was a trade. It wasn't. A, yeah. It wasn't a political no, union. Then it, it was, was literally yeah, a trade, trade agreement. Yeah. Was it to do with the death of the coal mine? Maybe something around there. You were. You were on the yeah. right track. Yes, Tom Cartwright's got it. Um, 
So going back a little further again, Britain actually originally applied to join the EEC in 1963. So 10 years they were trying to get into the fucking thing, which makes our Brexit process seem a little yeah. small. It's weird. It's been like maybe a generation. Now we're completely reversing it. It's bonkers, really. Like the whole relationship of the EU is just mental. And um, what's weird, though, is kind of uh, the same same generation that fucking yeah. signed us up to it are now the ones that are kicking us out. Yeah. But this is it. They never really wanted to go in. I don't think it was ever put to a public referendum. Oh, it was right. Just oh, something okay. that kind of, I don't know if they voted on it in Parliament, maybe. I'm not sure. I should have looked at it. I should have imagined they did. That's how, how it works, isn't it? So if they don't do a democratic. Democratic. Democratic in inverted commas. commas. Yeah. So why did we initially try so hard to become a member of something in order for us to back out less than half a century later? Um, I have to quote one of my sources on this, and this would be um, a, a guy called Alan Sked, um, who wrote a lot on European politics for the London School of Economics. This is where this fucking cast has taken me. And um, he states boldly that Thatcherism, now this is getting a bit opaque here, but Thatcherism was a European-wide ideology. And the UK did not suffer alone under the actions of a Thatcherite government. Now, you know, everything that Thatcher et al. is famous for, you know, why people hate them and all the yeah. rest of it. Yeah. So that was for like... Especially in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically, I think what he's saying here is that a lot of governments across Europe at the time, not just UK and Thatcher uh, conservatives, were consolidating and reevaluating, I guess, how their economies functioned. And this included reforms, tax cuts, privatizing state assets, and going head to head with trade unions, most of which um, always, almost, almost always hurt the little man on the street. Um, you only need to ask any working class Welshman about Margaret Thatcher to get an un unfiltered view of her legacy, no matter how much uh, they dressed up her send off on the telly. It's um, kind of ironic because I bet the people on the left these days would probably support the closure of the coal mines with uh, you know, uh, climate change and, and all this going on now. I had this discussion in work the other day. In the long term, it's better than like an entire community. Everywhere we live now is not entirely reliant on like the collieries and all this hmm. it's fucking so dangerous and like your lifespan was shortened so oh, significantly it, it'd all be yeah. automated now though well yeah that's it yeah it would yeah. all literally be like you workforce know, would be less than half of what it was yeah. well, we've still be, got a mine yeah. everyone yeah, 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 yeah. we've got the open cast yeah. mining but like there's probably I don't know how many people are up there a couple yeah. hundred but like you know for the size of it it's all you know machines and shit like that isn't it um I'm surprised they managed to fucking work up there. The amount of fucking red diesel, I guess, nicked from the site. Like, <laughs> I suppose they've still got enough fuel to fucking, uh, you know, actually do some work. What I was trying to say, anyway, is that the UK's economy was not necessarily suffering at the time. And that was not the reason for joining the original EU, despite that being the main widely accepted reason. If you Google it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, because UK economy was suffering, they wanted to boost it back up, they joined the European Union, and formed the European Union. Again, Mr. Sked, what a fucking name, writes that the UK's, UK's economy only looked so shabby compared to those on the European mainland, even with the massive ongoing post-World War II rebuild effort that they were doing, was because of the UK's heavy spending on foreign policy engagements. That sounds fucking familiar, doesn't it? Mm. Um, so basically, to dress it down means that the UK was pouring money into fucking war, even at that point, um, with various fracas going on around the world, Vietnam. It was a Navy, wasn't it? Our fucking Navy was like second to none. Exactly. Falklands, another one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other shit that was going on around those times. Um, 
Falklands was 80s actually wasn't it so it would have been a bit later on scrap that um, but yeah so basically they were spending so much money on foreign policy which basically just means war um, that they didn't have enough money domestically to deal with things nothing seems to have changed then um, so just as a side note as well during this I was looking and I found out that France was well I didn't find this out but it also came up France was heavily involved in the Vietnam conflict at that time but France America was the ones that instigated it weren't they? I don't know I'm pretty sure France instigated it, then they pulled out and kind of left America there. I think, don't quote me on that, this is just from passing conversations with a fucking military head. Like I've got it here that America covered the French military expenses in Vietnam, which is really weird. And, and, and then I go to write on just a little side note on the script here that haven't really looked into it because outside the scope of the podcast, but it's the second time that the French involvement in Vietnam has come up on the Steakcast. <laughs> so, like, we should probably bring that up uh, at some point and let's address not do, it. Let's not do an episode on <laughs> Not just Vietnam, the French involvement in the fall of communism. War crimes. War Basically, crime, a obviously. history of French surrender. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> eating surrender monkeys. Mon Dieu, sacre bleu. So it's worth noting at this point that when we initially joined up to the EEC, the Labour Party was totally against the decision. It was entirely the Thatcherite Conservative Party that signed us up to the EU. Labour was concerned, and possibly rightly so, that the decision, like so many others made by Conservatives at the time, would hurt the working man. That, this is something you could say back then without being called a racist, that immigration would put people out of jobs, and the decentralisation or offshoring of industry would cause communities to die. So Labour were openly saying... Don't, we don't want to join the EU. We want British jobs for British because people. Because of immigrants? Oh, yeah, I guess. Or well, immigration, or the increase of immigration being one of the reasons again this is a long time back because the eastern bloc and everything was still under the iron curtain at that point there was hmm. europe was it doesn't make sense because geographically it's the same but europe was smaller than you know the european union was like a handful of countries now it's fucking like 20 odd or whatever isn't it? So yeah. loads of them. right but um so yeah they were actually right really regardless of where you stand on immigration they were right because it did become a huge part of the whole freedom of movement and everything and the more countries that joined the European Union when all the, the, the Iron Curtain fell and then you had like Czechoslovakia which became Czech Republic and Slovakia and Poland and all these other countries they all fucking joined the European Union Slovenia and all on so on so forth so all these fucking Bulgaria all these people were just coming then in search of like a better life yeah so they got fucking tons of immigrants here like that was so they were right and you're as left as they come well yeah I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying that immigration happened on a massive scale Regardless if that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not saying. But it happened. Have you got anything on Soros? Nothing at all. Not a single ah. fucking thing. His name does not come into it at all. <laughs> that's, <laughs> For that's, once. <laughs> that's quite, uh, quite disappointing, I'll be honest. Apparently he had a big hand in the immigrations, or he funds all the immigrations and tries to like... I don't know. Let's not get into that right now. Well, right? For the EU? Yeah, yeah. He's big for the EU, Soros is. He, he is um, open... Ah, I forgot what it's called. Open... Uh, Open Foundation Societies something like that uh, they fund a lot through the EU and immigration and all that and they, they, they're pushing it big time like Jesus I didn't know that I haven't really looked at the, the workings of the EU just more of the British history with it and then the, what's happened with Brexit but um, yeah you know what actually thinking about it now I haven't actually stopped to think if the you know with this chance of actually looking into all this didn't actually stop to think if the EU was a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> you know we think like what it actually does I think know? from what we've seen of it, though, it's, it's benefited 
a it's lot benefited of, us. Uh, benefited us personally, yeah. Yeah. I think, massively. Um, with the, um, the, the the European Lottery Fund and yeah. all that shit, there's millions of pounds have been pumped into it. Wales has had some Wales. of the most funding in Europe. Exactly. <laughs> I've actually got a list there of things that like the EU were funded even just in Merthyr. Oh, that it? is fantastic. Uh, Can you got, give us some examples? Uh, we got uh, 110,000 in uh, Cadrow School funding. Then we got the A4045 bridge over the River Taff. You got 533,000 in educational and social developments be added by the Merth College. <laughs> then we've got uh, 160,000 support network uh, for social entrepreneurs. I'm not sure what a social entrepreneur is. Influencer. Instagram influencer. I think it's the, yeah, the opposite of a recluse. <laughs> <I think. laughs> 211,000 Kafartha High School learning and teaching together. Uh, I think Robot Dance up in Bishop Edley, uh, 350,000, which is like digital skills, including robotics and AI. That's probably one that will come in handy. In that the wasn't future. it when I was there. I'm bitterly disappointed. <laughs> We're all old now. This Rich. is the future, <laughs> yeah. you know. Bastards. Yeah, but like that's, that's just local to us, very local. I'll add as well to that the massive redevelopment of the A465 Heads of the Valleys Road. The widening of that, which is costing millions. Also, oh. the full redevelopment of the Red House in town, yeah. which is now a big venue. Bike Park oh. Wales as well. Bike Park one. Wales is another one, yeah. This, this is, is great. Quite, it's quite a bit. I'm going to call out my, uh, <laughs> my sister's uh, boyfriend, who um, is a lever, a heavily, highly opinionated lever. Um, uh, he did a, I can't remember what the wording of, but um, he did some like, Shit, some some fucking status about Brexit, about we just need to get on and leave, and like everyone's just on it, just calling him out. Like you do realize that you're in the place you employ that only exists because of <laughs> just shit like this. And to be fair, he's good at the banter, and he, he can fucking argue it back. I'd love to get a screenshot of that. Um, it was, it was quite quite funny. Um, but moving just quickly back to the history of the British uh, involvement with the European um, Economic Community, as it was called, um, it was eventually also Thatcher. Later in her years, in her reign of uh, hiding paedophiles and all the rest of it, all the other horrible shit she did, inspiring napalm death. Um, Cliff, Cliff Richard times, is it? Cliff Richard times. Cliff Richard's reign. Raping a minor of the white race. Um, so it was also Thatcher who was <laughs> instrumental in turning... Uh, that's triple X maniacs on. Um, so it's also Thatcher, right, fast-rate government that were instrumental in helping turn the European Union, or the EC, into from a fucking trade union into something altogether more political with having actual powers as an entity. And now it's turned into this thing that everyone thinks is too powerful and it's too decentralised and they've got their own army and all this shit, which I don't think is quite true, but we're going to that. Have you ever heard of the Maastricht Treaty? Maastricht treaty no no okay sometimes called the amsterdam treaty or in these days in brexit speak it's called the lisbon treaty uh, okay uh, it's basically a treaty that uh and i quote greatly expanded the competencies of the eec or eu and led to the creation of a single european currency so basically the formation turned, of the the euro yeah the formation of the euro and it turned the european union into a political entity um so that um, along with the lesser-known treaty on the fu- treaty on the functioning of the European Union, are the legal frameworks on which the European Union, as we know it, is built. Um, the euro, as we know, was poo-pooed by the UK, um, but it did go on to sweep most of the European bloc. Um, I am I am glad that we didn't get the euro, though. That's that's one thing that 
you know, I am quite glad of. I was quite glad. I like having our own currency. I think it's good that you yeah. have your own currency. I'm quite ambivalent towards it, to be honest. I was so young at that point that it wouldn't have made any fucking difference. I think. Oh, I just mean looking back there now. I mean, I'm I'm quite happy that we got the the pound still. You know, this country has its own currency. It it's shows a bit of power, I guess. Very clumsily um, implemented in a lot of countries. What's happening with Greece at the moment? Anyone? Oh man, that's like. It's been bailed out a few times, haven't it? A good few times. Because the, the, one of the parts of the membership of the EU where you pay in and you're supposed to be all in it together. So if one of your countries goes bankrupt, you go around all the others and they pull you back out and you you know, you keep the union afloat. Everyone's happy. But Greece, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Greece. <laughs> but it's, it's, the whole fucking they get, economy uh, in Greece has collapsed more than once. Yeah. That's but a very complicated... It's kind of the same with America and uh, Nigeria, I think it was. Nigeria! With a NATO... <laughs> <laughs> but apparently America... What do you call a Scottish man with one toe? Or no toes? No! <laughs> ah, 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 ah. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they needed bailing out though in America. We're like, why do we have to do it? Everyone's like, you signed a fucking treaty, mate. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, there's... there's um, I don't really know the in- intricacies of the, the Greek thing. I did... I think um, a friend of mine who's Cypriot um, explained it all to me once, but it's long gone out of my head, to be honest. Because um, you got the Greek Cypriots and you got the Turkish Cypriots and uh, this whole Greek history given to me. Um, if you want Greek history, you can also play what's that fucking Assassin's Creed game? Odyssey. <laughs> in Greece, Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> then I have like all this fucking history shit in there. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, yeah, I'm gutted that the gameplay of those games is just god awful. <laughs> fucking hate them. I'm, I'm not. I'm done playing the games, especially Assassin's Creed. I've never played an Assassin's Creed game. Terrible. But um. Anyway, um, yeah, so in modern times then, there's always been a dislike for the European Union publicly and politically. Um, and there's always been a percentage of people who attribute it as evil with all the new powers that it has and unnecessary. All those bureaucrats, unelected bureaucrats in Brussels eating their sprouts, telling us what to do by giving us fair, fair work, working laws and funding for our roads, the Bastards. David likes against the EU, don't he? He is. Now, this is it. This is my next point. And whilst originally a lot of these criticisms came from the radical or far left, over time, the loudest voices of disapproval came from the right. And let's face it, David Cameron would not have thrown the referendum out there because the punks at your local anarchist book fair picketed him against the evils of the European superstate. Um, I'm sure there has always been grumbles from the right on the spectrum too about the EU, but it was the rise of one political party in truth you almost got this earlier on and the rise or at least in the British public eyes okay and this started the whole thing off properly and that was the rise of UKIP the UK yeah. Independence Party so before we get into the actual chain of events then that leads to Brexit and the kerfuffle that happened after the Brexit vote terrible like, I would like to uh, discuss with the honourable gentleman um, of the Steakcast um, if I may the rise of UKIP or more importantly the rise of right wing politics I think it's important to acknowledge why these types of politics are becoming increasingly more popular in a world that is apparently increasingly more tolerant um this is a wider societal question i think most deaf but i think it does fit into the scope of this podcast so if we could linger on this a minute um why did ukip get so popular when previous nationalist parties such as the bmp fail ah right right i'm not necessarily just that but like but those types of parties they're kind of like a side effect of I think the EU themselves it's just the the yin to the yang like you know I think people got kind of fed up with Labour and the Tories and then a few well yeah a couple of years earlier the Lib Dems 
failed spectacularly in their coalition. So people didn't trust them either. And it was just kind of like a, fuck it, let's go for something else. And that's kind of what happened. It's probably, it's probably, there is probably a bit more to that than that. But I think a lot of people were fed up at that time and UKIP was just there. And I think like BNP, they had a bad name. So yeah. I don't think people were going to just vote for that. And at the time, UKIP's name wasn't, you know, as bad as the BNP. Got there though, but <laughs> in the end, <laughs> in the end. <laughs> oh yeah, they got it. Got it. Got bad. They yeah. just seemed like the no nonsense type of party. And they yeah, said, we got to get things done. And- I, remember, I remember when I was younger, when I was old enough to vote, and my my grand would say, "She'd be like, oh, remember now to go down and vote for you, Kip." I'm like, nah, you're right, man. <laughs> well, he was yeah. a middle aged to slightly older man, very charismatic bloke, Nigel Farage, oh, very yeah. convincing, very funny, very bloke down the pub, bloke down the pub. This is what we're going to do. This is what I'm going to do it, and I'm going to tell you how we're going to do it. And I'm going to talk like this, and I'm going to keep talking until I've said my point. He's a he's a career businessman, exactly. He knows how to bamboozle you. Exactly. The he's like a fucking snake oil salesman. He's like the monorail salesman <laughs> of the Family Guy. What's that? Family Guy. No, Simpsons. Monorail. 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 You know who doesn't want you to have a monorail? The European Union. <laughs> and like, you know, it's bizarre. Like when Lyle Langley. Euro- That's his name. Lyle Langley. There we go. <laughs> so it's no surprise then when they do the European elections that to represent us in Britain, um, with the EU being scapegoated for a lot of stuff someone like UKIP was presented yeah. to represent us abroad. Even though up until the recent elections, it all went to shit. You know, we've had about 12 elections in the last week. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, only then have UKIP gained seats. Like, I was in the 2015. Now they're all fucking, obviously, yeah. pretty much gone. But back then, in like 2009, when Nigel Farage was like, at the height of his power, convincing, actually, you know, with actually convinced the mm. Conservative government to... to to throw a referendum because like, he was like one of the main MEPs he was like oh, one of the yeah. British MPs in Brussels back oh, here right. they had like one seat in parliament yeah, but they, over they there had, there was fucking loads of them like, it was because it was the European elections that the UK party got loads of seats in yeah, wasn't it and they it. completely trashed the UK's name in, in the European parliament and it, it. it's embarrassing like I, I I watched some of like the videos and stuff of the the debates and stuff they have in there they are they're so bad oh my god it's, it's just awful it's really bad, really, really bad. And you see, like, the other countries just laughing They're at just, him. like, looking at him, like, who the yeah. fuck's this dick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a bellend. So when they had no real political power in the UK, he was an elected, elected MP, and obviously to be able to have power mm. in... But there was a few... There's been a few UKIP MEPs, which is disproportionate, because they have literally no power here, yet they spoke for Britain. <laughs> and I think, in that regard, they spoke for a lot of disillusioned people. Like you said, people just fed up. Yeah, and you know, with the at the one point it it seems crazy now, with the rising popularity of UKIP, that I think was why they decided to mm-hmm. you know throw a referendum. Yeah, so they spread. To go like, yeah, you what you want? You think you want us to leave the European <laughs> Union? Yeah, we'll ask yeah. the public. What could go wrong? It was, it was all about patriotism wasn't it and pride in in, in being british and Fuck instead of doing that it spread xenophobia throughout the bloody country it is worth noting originally to placate these right-wing dicks cameron tried the angle of originally before the referendum was a thing originally it was renegotiating the uk's relationship with the eu rather than us being in or out um, these talks ended official process. There was European Council meetings, all this shit, draft decisions, and all sorts of silly, silly political shit. Which we nearly got dragged into the Euro, didn't we? 
I'm sure we nearly in that. Was it that time we nearly got dragged to the? This Euro? is like 2013. Was it then or was it earlier? I can't remember. I'm sure we there was discussions of. It was a it was a referendum on the Euro. I oh, know that was when Tony Blair was in charge because yeah. didn't Tony Blair? No, it was adverts on the telly and stuff. Join yeah. the Euro. Gordon oh, Brown bought. Gordon Brown didn't he spend half of the UK's gold on Euro or something? Fuck. Well, this something stupid. That's not. I can't say that's a fact, but that is. Something he spent the other half on the spaghetti string. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I just think of his character from 2D TV, I do. Tony Blair's family have this massive fireworks display and he's just got a match in a room. <laughs> I just think Mayor Quimby and I don't know why. Gordon Brown was... Like Mayor Quimby was one. full of life. Like, yeah, I'm Banging hookers and he's a drunk and probably on cocaine and his son's a rich dickhead. It's kind of like Trump, really. But like... Yeah. Gordon, Gordon Brown, Brown sits most, in a dark room with a static on the telly and the, the most miserable British Prime Minister ever. He's like, you can barely talk. You go up to the microphone and be like, hello, I'm Gordon Brown, Prime Minister. <laughs> He's like, he just didn't want the job. He's kind of given it. Oh, he really wanted the job. Do you think? Yeah. <sighs> like an angling for that job. He wasn't even elected. A bit like fucking Boris now. Yeah, just like Boris. Yeah. yeah. He never called a general election, though. Did Gordon Brown. No. He never called one. It's just his time ran out. Yeah. The term ran out and they just... <laughs> just he's just like yeah I'm in charge now. <laughs> uh, anyway, ultimately David Cameron put forward a vote on UN membership continuing as part of his re-election campaign because the renegotiation of the UK's relationship with the EU wasn't enough to placate UKIP and their supporters. This was seemingly unavoidable due to the mounting pressure from UKIP and so on. Dicams was successfully re-elected in a landslide victory. This is, again, weird to think, considering the state of affairs these days. But that was mainly due to the obliteration of the Lib Dems who had turncoated on the last mm. election in 2009. So when it came around again in 2015, Conservatives just fucking landslide. Yeah. Dicam was in again. He was like, get in the cheese. Oh, get in the... Dicks in the pig. Um, <laughs> so realistically, they had such a landslide victory that he didn't really need to do the referendum. Yeah. really didn't like that was just a manifesto point yeah it's not something he wanted he would probably still be prime minister it's nuts like if he just not given in to Nigel Farage we wouldn't be in this fucking mess like it's it's insane like how maybe it would have it wouldn't have maybe just happened anyway eventually because obviously a lot of people mm. want to leave don't they anyway moving on um yeah, so Dicams was successfully re-elected. He made good on his promise, and the referendum came in the summer of 2016. Um, yeah, in 2015, the, um, the, pro the proposition of a referendum was made into the European Union Referendums Act and made into law, and this allowed Cameron to proceed and deliver the referendum as promised. Now, I'm sure we all remember that summer that followed in 2016, that summer, as I like to call, the summer of lies. Um, <laughs> due to the masses of shit that was spouted off by both sides of the argument. Any 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 highlights from the referendum campaign that we remember at all? Oh, the NHS one was a pretty big one. Ooh, one it was yeah. on the side of a fucking bus the and bus, then they denied it. The NHS bus. Fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> it never happened. That was never true. It was never going to happen. <laughs> it's on the side of a bus, Nigel. It's, uh, I think it's, in hindsight, it's easy to say that I think the Remain campaign was really cocky. Like, no one oh, actually yeah. thought that it was going to happen. But they asked they asked people on the street, what, what did you vote for? And they're like, oh, I, I voted to leave. It's like, why? It's like, oh, because I thought Remain was going to win. Why the fuck did you vote leave then? Uh, yeah, that doesn't make any fucking doesn't make sense. Any sense. I didn't realise what it meant. Can I take my vote yeah. back? Oh, well, <laughs> I, I, I do blame the BBC was terrible 
in the entire um, Facebook campaign. Facebook was all, but the BBC didn't educate anyone on any of the options at all. They would do a piss poor job of doing it to the point where people were asking on Facebook, if we leave the European Union, will we no longer be in Eurovision or the European Championships? It's, you know, it's... Asking the important questions. shit <laughs> like that, you know. And I think the BBC have got a lot to answer for in that. And we pay a fucking TV licence to them. Don't, let, don't get me started on the TV licence. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not only, fast, that, it's not only that, but uh, Facebook are, are biased as well, hugely biased. Uh, only recently, have they, um, I think in the UK, they've stopped political ads, political bias ads. Mm, we have, finally. But in America, it's still allowed, I think. Uh, Twitter as well have stopped them, haven't they? They've stopped Twitter stopped ads. them altogether, which yep. is fantastic. Fair play to them. It's not to say that they're not pushing shit behind the scene, but... Still, step forward. They would say, I love they really said, like, if you have something to say that's important, go out there and tell people. Don't buy time. Don't buy people's space to tell. You know, if you've got, if it's that important, get out and tell people, basically is what you're saying. If your campaign is that important, you'd be out there. You don't need to, anybody can buy ad space. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. they were saying. Like, you know, if, as a government, you should be liaising with your people directly, not through ads on a fucking social media website. I think 2016 was the year of like that is where everyone is now though isn't it? yeah that's true no one goes to fucking town council meetings anymore or anything like I don't think anyone did anyway to be honest with you <laughs> a couple of old busy bodies like. yeah but um, yeah 2016 a lot of digital interference getting a bit conspiratorial with and it. it was really easy to spread to quote Donald Trump fake news fake news fake news um, it, it really was you could just make a meme and mm-hmm. people would take it as fact in a way yeah Yep. Like you could make a tongue in cheek meme and people would think it was true. So they still do now. They still do now, yeah. Yeah. I was on a night shift when they were counting the votes and the slow realization that we were gonna lose the vote dawned um as the night went on. The mood got grimmer and grimmer. Well, not to all the racist cunts I work with, <laughs> but um no offense. Um, don't work anymore, don't No, I don't work anymore. <laughs> they were all like, were you saying no offense to <laughs> bunch the people racist I used to work. <laughs> nah, they're just like, I'm sorry, no. racist cunts. <laughs> I mean that in the nightest possible cause way. You, just because you voted leave doesn't mean you're racist. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. But um, yeah, I was in a heavily leave environment. A lot of old, older, yeah. disgruntled single men. Um, but yeah, who were worried that immigrants were going to take their cushy IT jobs. Um <laughs> I went home and I went to sleep after my night shift. But after that, when I woke up, the country was not the same again. And that sounds like an over-the-top OTT kind of statement, but hear me out. The winds of change. The winds of change. Winter is coming. You are a wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Of what? We are now a country, essentially. I sound like a proper fucking politician. We are now, we live in a society, (laughs) that we are now a country that is permanently divided on this matter. Permanently, there is still no light at the end. Oh, of the give time. us ten years, wait for all the old people to die, and we'll get back <laughs> we'll to do another road. We'll do it all again, <laughs> and it'd be great. The cat, as they say, is out of von bag, and uh, the question that should never have been asked has been asked. So, the majority of people voted for the UK to leave the European Union in a shocking plot twist for the end of season one. Um, however, nobody asked how the UK should leave the European Union. And over the last few years, as we'll be getting into shortly, the abhorrent fucking lies trickling from the, uh, trickling like pungent diarrhea from the fuckholes of these festering shitbag politicians have been exposed tenfold in the unforgiving white light that is actually having to put what you've promised into practice. I will quickly say, however, that I think David Cameron, say what you want about this smug cunt, uh, he immediately did the right thing and resigned because, like, he literally just shot himself in the dick. Like, he was like, landslide election, loses his referendum, which, and then he's just like, oh, well, 
Harry Carey, like fucking oh, sold shit. through the guts. Now he's like trotters up on a beach, according to Danny Dyer. Um, Inventories of May are just down the pub now, <laughs> just slogging them back. Like fucking Theresa May is. I can't wait to get to Theresa May. <laughs> what a fucking see, ah, my god! The ineptitude is unreal. Strong and, and stable. We should probably take a break, not to bamboozle everyone with this ridiculous political miasma that we're all going to be stuck in for the next fuck knows how long um, so we'll see you after the break are you good to take a break uh? good god I nice one <laughs> cheers night <laughs> this is the news breaking news a flight from Nigeria to London Heathrow has been held under quarantine for the last day due to an outbreak of woke syndrome we are receiving reports of full panic as woke syndrome breached quarantine 30 minutes ago we have been alerted that being woke is now a full-blown pandemic infecting the victim's soft and docile brains with hard-coming facts. We have more reports flooding in, yes, victims complaining about eye twitches due to the removal of what they call blinkers, allowing them to see the world as it really is. We now go to Dr. Foster for a professional report. Yes, yeah, the symptoms are quite alarming, sir. Allowing the victims to know more than they need to know to have a happy lifetime, sir. The government is in full lockdown. I'm prescribing that they put their fingers in their ears and shout, la 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 la, I can't hear you really loud, sir. Thank you, Dr. Foster. TV executives are in uproar as viewer ratings for shows such as Judge Rinder and various reality TV shows plummet overnight as people realize it's rotting their brains. Another report. Yes, hold on, hold on. Yes, confirmed. Simon Cowell has been found strangled by his own trouser waistline in an apparent suicide. The note that he left behind stated, Nobody watched The X Factor last night. Nobody phoned in. Nobody sat at home staring at the TV with a Chinese takeaway. I just can't make money anymore. Goodbye. Vote for me to get into heaven by dialing 777. Thank you for listening. That is all for tonight. Local teen is sad. An obese woman who has been branded perfect the way she is by fat friends is no longer perfect after losing the weight and her friends. The world's first untrusted drug dealer has been busted. Witnesses report that the 10 bag was in fact 0.8 gram. Boss of Trago Mills, closet Welsh man. An optician from Lanfire, Porf Gwyngith, 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 De has been accused of allegedly eye-raping patients. And finally, milk is red. It has always been red. You're just remembering it wrong. Oh, welcome back to the Steecast Brexit Cast. That was an important news bulletin brought to you by Steecast Industries. We're now back on the Steecast political channel. We were delving through the history of the um, European Union, or the UK's history in, re- in regards to the European Union, and uh, a little bit about um, how the Brexit referendum came into practice, what with the rise of UKIP and the alt right Pepper Frog, all that shit. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, I just cracked open another Follows and Friends collaboration brew. This one is uh, between Follows in Landing and uh, Tiny Rebel in Wales. <laughs> Wales. It's called Respect Your Elders, and it's a 6% ESB extra special bitter. So bitter. So that, bitter. that looks like an old man brew as well. It is. an old ESB old is the old man of old man brews. No, I didn't know. When it says Respect Your Elders, I thought it'd be like a sour or something. There you go. Yeah, um, I've, I've cracked open um, Wild Beer Bibble. 
Pale Ale, Big Body, Mosaic Hops. That's the one. That's what I'm trying to do. I was doing that. It's decent. So on the palate then with the ESB, that is very old man brew. Yeah, it is. I mean, I guess where they're going with the traditional one. I, I had one the other day. 6%. It was um, Northern Rock and um, Fuller's. And I think all these like newfangled uh, craft breweries like Tiny Rebel and Northern Rock, because they're doing it with Fuller's, who are like a really old London mm. brewery, London Pride and all that shit. They want to do like special one-off like old styles. Like they did a, <coughs> they did a mild with uh, Northern Rock. Northern Rock do like a few old man brews. Tiny Rebel does a lot of old man brews as well. So it kind of makes sense. I digress. Moving swiftly onwards. Um, order. 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 Hordeves. Hordeves. Um, <laughs> so it's a sad fucking state of affairs and one of the main purveyors of blatant lies during the referendum campaign is now the person that is set or what is at least set at the time of writing uh, or to, to lead us over the precipice of oblivion but that being the bumbling fool that is the ex-mayor of London the current Prime Minister Boris Johnson he was a fucking like the child bundling Prime Minister <laughs> what I uh, no, but, um, he, he basically like was the face of all these fake you know uh, you know the, the NHS bus and all this yeah. shit um, which is crazy. Like, uh, it was, was it like five years or four years earlier? Wasn't he quoted in saying that if we left the European Union, we'd be far worse off than if we went on our own? I don't know. That doesn't surprise me. I'm fairly sure he did. But like, London is like heavily Remain because yeah. of all the, the, the but, money in London that is foreign. Given money. that his fucking family have basically abandoned him after he'd done this whole Remain uh, leave thing. <laughs> We'll get to the intricacies. <laughs> I don't want to do um, what Bob Barra does and says, not, we're not talking about that because we've got it later on, but that is right at the end. And this, I'll try, for the sake of Brexit only, I will try and keep things in chronological order. Um, so we will come to the shit that Boris Johnson pulled and the position he's currently in. Um, but I just wanted to bring him up because we're talking quickly about the Leave UU campaign and he was like the face of it. Um, and all the fucking shit that they spread, the misinformation and everything. Um, they were fined seventy thousand pounds, the the VU campaign, um, by the electoral electoral commission, um, into their uh, for their wrongdoings. But um, that's nothing in the grand scheme. No. Fuck all. Absolutely fucking pocket money. They probably laid off a fucking intern. I'm like, <laughs> you know, an intern on seventy k. It's fucking London, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Probably lives in a one-bedroom flat that costs him six <laughs> yeah. grand a month. Like, barely. Um, yeah, exactly. Living on fucking pot noodles. Like, <laughs> how much you get paid? Eighty-five k. Um, Not even a good pot noodle. <laughs> Tesco cheap one. But yeah, you know they were fined seventy thousand pound. Um, but uh, there was a criminal investigation that was also raised, but that was dropped by the Metropolitan Police in September of this year. No charges were brought against the Leave EU campaign. Unfortunately, they just got fined. Any uh, idea what the charges were? Uh, I think it was to do with the, the way they spent their... The way they had them legally to charge them on something. They couldn't charge them on going, you said something that wasn't true. They had them on um, the way they spent the campaign money. There was right. like there was something fucky with the campaign money. Like expenses and stuff, yeah, probably. kind of sim. They weren't spending it on moats and duck houses, like the expenses <laughs> scandal. But... Um, <laughs> 
oh yeah it's a second house from my wife who's also my secretary that lives with me and doesn't live in the second house which has been suspiciously rented out i paid for all that on taxpayers money i bought my duck house we have taxpayers money great i love the expenses scandals fucking brilliant some of the mad shit that mps were buying with moat a moat a moat a fucking moat <laughs> Dog London, like, <laughs> he was he was on the news trying to justify that as well the moat yeah <laughs> keeping the fucking plebs at bay like jesus how oh. can i ever protect my house without a moat <laughs> <laughs> yeah fantastic so yeah i mean yeah, the, the Metropolitan Police dropped the charges in September of this year, um, which if you're listening in the year 3000, current year is 2019. Hello, everyone in the year 3000. Steecast welcomes our future alien overlords. Um, so it's hard for me to remember due to the labyrinthine fucking historical trail that Brexit has left in the last few years, but it seemed to me other than Cameron stepping down and Theresa May taking the forefront as the new prime minister, nothing really happened for a long time. Like, a lot of stuff did happen, but it was all going on behind the scenes. There's a lot of hot air being blown around, and a lot of talking heads talking shit about what Brexit is, what Brexit means, what it should be, what it can be, all this tripe. Um, I had a lot of stuff on this. Excuse me. I'm going to burp. But I cut it out because we'd be here all fucking week. So, essentially, (laughs) it seemed that nobody could figure out exactly what was going on. Until like midway through 2018 when the ball really started rolling. So um, even the people who were specifically being tasked with sorting out the clusterfuck that would be putting Brexit into practice didn't seem to know what was going on. Um, so every Brexit minister that we've had, um, secretary for Brexit, whatever the fuck their job title is, has been disappointment wearing the shape of a man. Um, I think it's because a lot, but all of them have been Remainers. Have they? Truly not. David Davis was a lever, wasn't he? He was like hard... Hard lever though, so they didn't really. You can't put a Remainer as a Brexit secretary, surely. Who are oh, the Brexit secretaries? The people that were oh. employed to. Oh, I was thinking of PMs. I, my bad. My bad. You know, you know what you say. Sorry, just to go back a tiny bit. You know about the the Leave campaign getting fined and yeah. all that. Didn't they, they? They did find them for actually spreading wrong information as well. That was part of it. Wasn't I it? don't have the thing to hand. Let me uh, quickly. Uh, Quickly do a because I, like that's one thing I've never understood is how can they charge them for the Leave campaign? Leave campaign won, yet it was by quite a small margin. It wasn't like a landslide victory by any stretch. So why does that still stand when people who are misinformed might go, "Ah, oh, well, if I, you know, if the money isn't going to the NHS, then I don't want to leave." Yeah, they they voted under false pretenses. Yeah, kind of so why why is it still going ahead? This is this is like, and people will call me undemocratic for saying that, but Socialist. it's kind of true. If if the shoe was on the other foot, yeah, exactly, they would be saying the exact same thing that we are saying now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I I, I just think it's wrong. I, yeah. No, you're you're right. It's like uh, oh, if you vote, you'll get a fucking penny sweet, and then. <laughs> You don't get sweets. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. wanted that fucking. How many yeah. times do you vote for someone who promises all the shit and it never goes through? I mean, yeah. Most yeah. manifestos and campaigns are built on lies or half truths. So build that wall. It's like it's like <laughs> in um, it's like like in American family films when the divorced dad promises to come to a baseball game and he never shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got it here. In May 2018, Leave EU was fined seventy thousand for breaking electoral spending laws by failing to report spend-ins of at least £77,000 during the EU referendum period. Now, I think the, 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 I think a lot of people think that that was spent 
dodge the end of the yeah. table to influence or Swings, spread though. fake news and shit like that. So that's news. the basis of the um, investigation, but they could only find them on this like technicality, essentially. Um, interestingly, Leave EU, again, in this year, 1st of February, was fined £120,000 or data breaches. Um, I won't go into that because it's not quite related, but that's another thing you can yeah. goose into. All around seemed like a pretty shabby fucking organisation. Yeah. Up to no good. Anyway, back to what you were saying. So back back to on, on, on what I was saying is, like, I think I can safely say that I can gloss over the years between the referendum and Theresa May when she eventually pulled everyone into checkers in 2018 with the finalised deal um, that they'd been working on for two years. Things of note that happened in those two years of fucking complete time-wasting um, was that Article tri- Article 50 was officially triggered. Shit, I, yeah. Fuck and that's when the countdown, the fucking watchman clock to midnight started um, before they started winding the clock on again. Um, and also Theresa May called a snap election <laughs> after being voted the leader of the Conservative Party was, after Cameron stepped down. It was kind of uh, a similar thing to Cameron, whereas she called the election and she didn't expect to... Oh no! Lose as much <laughs> she did, and like she she had to align herself with the DUP, in, the whole fucking party. In uh, in in hindsight, I mean, <laughs> I can only see it as some badly thought out fucking mad power grab, which just had backfired. Yeah. Like she was prime minister, you were going to be prime minister for another three and a half years, or whatever it was. Election time <laughs> it makes no sense. I think they wanted to strengthen their parliamentary strength yeah. but it in fact ended up doing the exact opposite which is hilarious they've I don't like the DOP but they dicked them over <laughs> like they, oh, just, they like, really have pushed them to the back and yeah. everyone said that was going to happen yeah but the DOP now vote against the government they do yeah but yeah like every policy the DOP holds is fucking dire pretty much stands on, on abortion and fucking gun laws yeah, and, and shit and literally they do they, they only give a shit about Ireland and you can't yeah. really blame them for that they, I mean they no, an Irish they, they're an Irish party. party yeah so it's the same as if Plaid Cymru aligned themselves with them they mm. only care for Wales so. yeah a lot, a lot DUB though have gone against the Conservatives on a lot of different yeah. things so it hasn't really worked well the out. backstop has been the big the part of the Irish backstop now yeah. no um, so what do you think uh I mean, in the grand scheme of things, uh, should, should no, a no-deal Brexit arise, um, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with the banning of Kinder Chocolate. I mean, it can be quite dangerous for small children. Cool. <laughs> I keep forgetting these here. <laughs> so Jeremy Corbyn, Comrade Corbyn, regardless of what you think of our um, comrade, our, our communist <laughs> king, um, our true one leader, um, he had so much fucking momentum during that election. It was almost like... You know, this could actually with the youth, happen. With the youth. It's the youth, man. Comrade Corbyn. I voted Labour for the first time in my life. I don't think I'll ever do that again. I didn't. Um, but it was all mainly, to me, just not letting the Conservatives continue with their appalling work. Um, the Conservative Party, and eventually, as we've just covered, I'm just reading my script, I do apologize, um, suffered heavy losses in their seats and they were unable to form a working government which was hilarious yeah. at the time for a few days anyway it was fucking hilarious until of course they partnered up as we've just established if, if Labour and the Lib Dems actually got their shit together know. They, they could have if they if they could yeah. if everyone else yeah. if the left wasn't so fractured into these yeah. fucking tiny minute differences the SNP is just to blame as much and same with Plaid Cymru with their few seats they could have aligned themselves with that everyone except the Tories basically it would, yeah it would have taken every single party to yeah. coalition coalesce 
less. So that would have been difficult, yeah. I think. I mean, in, in, in a perfect world, it would be doable, but no. <laughs> Everyone has got different opinions. So in the end, the Conservative Party... Oh, <laughs> oh, <duh. laughs> um, so, yeah, in order to take the majority over the halfway point and form a working government, the Conservatives made a pact with the devil, as it were. That's quite, uh, well, because they're quite religious, actually, so it's quite funny I should say that. But um, they partnered up with, at the time, to me, at least a very little to basically unknown party in mainland UK, a um, bunch of backwards-ass draconian fucking wingnuts called the Democratic Union Party, DUP, <laughs> um, as we've covered, these ultra-Catholic, uh, anti-abortion, gay-hating mongoloids fit right in alongside the Conservative Party Jesus. and took Theresa May across the line to form a new Conservative DUP majority. Do you, do you say anti-Catholic, then? No, um, I said ultra-Catholic. Ultra-Catholic. Are they Catholic? Unionist. Are they, are they super Christian, are they? Unionist is... What does that mean? That's, that's Protestant. So. Oh, I apologise. Yeah. They're us all the same fucking messy <laughs> shit. Minute differences. <laughs> shit. Stop you, killing you each other. bomb up in your room tonight. <laughs> Stop <laughs> killing each other. It's the same fucking God. Christ. Maybe throw the fucking Quran in there as well when we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> And we've been demonetized. We were never monetized. No, we're just smashing Christians. That's fine, that is. Yeah, yeah all the black metal bands have been ragging on Catholicism and, and Christian anity for years. Nothing bad's ever happened to any of them. Um, any, you know, any, yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is the state of affairs going forward now as we approached what was the original Brexit deadline. So, with the DP Conservative Government uh, Coalition, I guess, even though it's not really a coalition. Um, which leads me on to my next section of Theresa May's Deals, Defeats, and Extensions. Sounds like a fucking sitcom. Doesn't like sitcom, like a reality TV show. You know, what, what crazy shit is Theresa May up to today? Um, Sounds yeah, like so one of those David Dickinson fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with Theresa May today. Oh, today we are going to put the same vote to Parliament three times. <laughs> <laughs> but is it the same vote nice. you put forward three months ago? Yes. <laughs> I, I was super high during all of this time. I, I followed, it. I, followed it. I did, and I can't remember a fucking thing. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> it all happened. Well, it was over the. It was from like basically from June 2018 to like around Christmas time. That's when all the votes started happening, and January was the main one. And then from January to March, it, it's chaos. It's fucking insane. I think though, I could have closed my eyes on politics in the last 10 years and opened them again and we'd still be yeah well since Brexit apart definitely, from Brexit yeah there's like you know for every that's why I cut out so much like we've skipped right to the end now yeah. Theresa May and then we're going to Boris Johnson um, obviously there's a lot to go through with Theresa May and Boris Johnson but all that build up when there was a lot the road was very snaked it was like a roller coaster all over the shop or hedge maze Nothing really came of any of it, so I've just cut it all out, except yeah. for mentioning Article 50 and well, the election. It's ev- pointless, me uh, going through all this yeah. stuff. I, I mean, I think everyone, at least people who listen to this podcast in the UK, kind of know the story, because it's exactly. plastered everywhere. You couldn't avoid it. Yeah. And that um, actually leads me on to this, so. this little disclaimer I've got here. Um, I say here that before I get into this section, I want to quickly say that you may notice that I have somewhat butchered the account of things as they actually happened. <laughs> The Stiegs is not a political podcast, and it has pained me balancing this script between capturing the facts and allowing the conversation to flow organically. Um, I don't want to be reading from the page all the time, which is exactly what I'm doing. It's, it's inevitable, really, with the amount of you know, shit you have to say on this. Um, so at this point, I just generally want to say um, there's a variety of sources I've used for my Brexit information, but there is a good one on the Parliament UK website. 
should anyone be interested in the actual genuine Brexit timeline from start to finish. Incredibly detailed, every single possible point. It's called um, Briefing Paper Number 7960. Um, it is the Brexit timeline PDF. You could download it onto your computer and just cry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You may feel like throwing yourself off a bridge after reading. Uh, I was reading it last night, and I got to about midnight, and I was just like, "I gotta fucking, I'm gonna die if I keep reading this document." Like it's day day one, we're calling an election. Day two, oh no. Yeah, pretty much. That just kept just carries on like that, as 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 we shall see. Um, so after all the hot air of the previous years of nothing happening, well, a lot happened, but as we've gone into it, I'm not going to go into it. The um, political intricacies of which can be found in this PDF on the Parliament website or on any news source that you can bother to corroborate all the articles together and follow it. Um, on the 6th of July 2018, Theresa May brought her cabinet to checkers. Yes, yes, very good. Um, the official line saying that the meeting was to agree a collective position for the future of Brexit. But the reality was that the cabinet was just beat over a head with a book saying, this is how we're going to do Brexit. You don't like it. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> which was the beginning of the end for Theresa Reid because a lot of people went, okay, bye. And um, <laughs> sticking to their guns, however, the government and their proposals, so Theresa's outline of a deal, um, which had taken two fucking years to gestate into something readable, were finally written up as a, a white paper. Do you know white paper's like a... Preliminary document, I think. White papers. Like, this is what we're going yeah. to do. This is how we're going to do it. Or plan to do it's it. The plan, yeah. yeah. The agenda. The agenda, it? exactly. Yeah, spot on. Um, but controversially, before the white paper was officially published, the Brexit secretary, the man who had spent two years leading the fucking circus of negotiations, David Davis, quit as Brexit secretary. Um, as it came out, it was like, so... Yeah, after a good start, that's just mental. Like uh, It seemed from the outside that Theresa May was trying to strong-arm everyone, including the guy who was doing her negotiating for her, into doing the deal that she wanted to do with the EU. Again, to be fair, which the EU said was the only deal we're ever going to get. Um, so David Davison was quickly replaced by the detestable Dominic Rabb himself, and endless <laughs> renegotiations. See what I did there? Nice, nice. <laughs> endless renegotiations took place until the proposal finally bound into their concrete form in November 2018. It's a really niche joke, in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> Gap, um, So yeah, though that white paper then, three months later in November 2019, became the withdrawal agreement, uh, which was the official document for leaving the European Union. Um, hilariously, the day after the... Um, Withdrawal agreement dropped. Um, just as David Davis resigned the day after the initial announcement, Dominic Rabb resigned as the the day after the withdrawal agreement was announced. Again, citing opposition as David Davis did to the deal in question. So, like, this really fries me. Like, all these people are quitting. The people who are making these deals, when it's finished, they just go right fuck this and gone. I've had a yeah. guts full. That guy lasted three months as a Brexit secretary. So like, they can't have accountability. Well, <sighs> professional yeah. trolls. It's like, I don't even know. It's like, imagine you're working on a school report or project or an exam or an essay for two years. Two years. And you hand it into the teacher and go, right, I quit school. <laughs> yeah. I don't have nothing to do with that. It's nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Twice. Two different people. Mental. 
Um, I can only imagine that like they were trying to force them to negotiate a certain way because yeah. David Davis was a hard leave, drop out, bomb out the EU kind of guy, and they were trying to have this like soft Brexit. I don't know. I can't speak for Dominic Raab. Um, so this meant that Brexit, um, the Brexit government got its third Brexit secretary in a year, uh, Stephen Barclay. He is still the Brexit secretary today for Boris Johnson, so he stuck around. Um, so along with Dominic Raab at that time, when the withdrawal agreement came um, into fruition, a junior Brexit minister, Suelle Brotherman, which I probably spelled wrong or said wrong, they also resigned, as did the Work and Pensions Secretary, Esther McVeigh, um, also Oy resigned. Vee. so the cabinet was literally falling apart at the point due to disagreements over Brexit interestingly Esther McVeigh ran for Prime Minister um, when Theresa May stepped down last year this year earlier this year but she didn't get anywhere so fuck her anyway at this point we roll forward a month again to December 2018 so 11 months ago and this is where the real fun begins (laughs) it is um it's worth noting quickly, at this point, this is also where Nigel Farage finally stepped down from UKIP, yeah. which will come into play later on, because he's back on the scene now. Mm. Um, quoting that um, the UKIP party was now descending too far into extreme ex- extremist politics. That's what he actually said. They're fucking melt. To call back what we were saying earlier. <laughs> what a melt. Yeah. Yeah, but they had that other guy leading them for a while. Yeah. Even though he was still involved somewhat in National Farage. They had that guy who was like a gimpy looking fucking... Look like a, I can't say he looked like a nonce, can I? Mm. But like he looked fucking... <laughs> he just did. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, I hate fucking Muslims. Like, oh. He's like... Um, it's like Tommy Robinson. And, oh, yeah. Uh, guy, what, what, what do you think about him? <laughs> See that Tony Robinson's a bit of a bloody bastard, isn't he? Christ, I don't know what to make of him. Isn't he the guy from Blackadder? Oh shit, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, what were we saying? Baldwin would probably solve this mess. He put Baldwin from any Blackadder film. Baldrick. Baldrick, fuck. Not Baldwin. Oh, what a faux pas. If you take, if you take bald, bald, Baldrick from Blackadder, any Blackadder except Blackadder 1. And put him in the Houses of Parliament. He'd sort this mess out. I have a cunning, cunning plan. <laughs> Is it as cunning as a fox? It was the professor of cunning at Oxford University. That fox would be hunted. <laughs> He'd probably be fucked if he was from the Tory party. <laughs> yeah. Beer, speckled oh, Jim. Camera boy. Oh, right. So Nigel Farage quit UKIP, fucking melt. Um, so we'll come back to what that twack is up to later on. But for now, the votes. Oh, the votes. This is where it gets fun. Um, which uh, which which votes is this now? Do you want to? Oh, there's a lot of votes. There's many. A succession of votes. <laughs> a, a veritable smorgasbord of votes. There's a lot of fucking votes. You have to bear with me on this because it gets confusing. So maybe not the ones you're immediately thinking of, the historic votes, as it were. But Tessa's government in December of that year. Did I say December? Yeah. Um, they basically had a vote simulating to the legal advice that they were given on the entire Brexit process from what's some dude called the Attorney General. Now, this guy... The Attorney General? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which finder general? He um, answered questions in, pol- in, in Parliament on the legality of Brexit and the process. But MPs wanted to know the actual entire report and all the rest of it. But the government was like, no, we're not giving it out because it's like private legal advice. So they had a vote on whether or not they should reveal it and the government lost. So the government were forced under like some Freedom of Information Act to give up this entire like legal document on Brexit, which they really didn't want to be released. Um, 
So they're forced to reveal that, and that, along with the sketchy history of negotiations and renegotiations and the forcing of the deal onto her cabinet, the quitting of all these ministers, led to 48 anonymous members of the Conservative Party tabling a motion of no confidence in Theresa May. So this meant that um, a vote for Conservative MPs only to decide whether Theresa May would continue as a... um, as the Prime Minister. So we're at this critical point now in, in, in the decisions and they just all of a sudden decided that they don't want her as a Prime Minister anymore. As, as history would dictate, unfortunately over 60% of the Conservative party, party um, starty, um, voted to keep Theresa May and she survived her leadership coup as it was and continued into a role as Prime Minister as if nothing had happened. Now most of the time, you'd think they just stepped down yeah. You know, thinking like, well, my party is pretty much 50-50 divided on the fact that I'm unable to lead. I'll just move to the side. But no, she somehow passed the vote. The, the mad thing on. is with Theresa May is she was a Remainer. Yeah, I know. She was, she well, was this is it. to, it's an impossible yeah, task. Yeah. I don't know if she's like, in hindsight that, now, it's like, maybe she was like, oh, you know, this will be my legacy. I'll, yeah. I'll do Brexit. I just, didn't. Like, I didn't. I didn't really like her. But I, I felt kind of sorry for her in the job that she had to do. Yeah. Like, that was a, it was an impossible job. It sounds like EU just said, here's the deal. She went, all right, let's do it. And everyone else behind her was just like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, other MPs definitely massively convoluted there. She's power played. Yeah. She's a fucking clown. Absolute clown of woman, with respect. I don't know. Since she's been out of uh, out of Prime Minister, she's actually spoken up against Boris and stuff in, in the Houses parl- of Parliament and she's she's pretty on the ball and pretty funny actually. <laughs> like I quite like her, I gotta say. Yeah. Running through them fields, fields of wheat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> through the fields of wheat. I think now the pressure has been released uh, off her being PM, she's kinda letting her hair she's down. Sitting a there bit with a gin like fuck him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, like yeah. Of from Archer. Archer's yeah, yeah, Mallory, yeah. Mallory, yeah. Mallory. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah. Oh, I fucking lost my place. So yeah, that delayed that and the fact that everyone thought that her vote was going to just be, you know, the vote on her deal was going to be landslide loss. She delayed it another month until January after this um, no confidence vote, which of course just pissed everyone else off even more. We, we're on the fucking doomsday clock now, three to four months, three months away from Brexit. Just, yeah, fucking just delay it for another month. So in January then, Christmas came and went. Everybody had some lovely turkey dinner and all the rest of it. Um, in January of this year, 2019, if you're listening in the year 3000, MPs finally voted on Theresa May's withdrawal agreement. This was called, in the media, the meaningful vote and began as a series of events which would go down in history as some of the most catastrophic government defeats of all time. I'll quickly mention at this point, oh, I think I just actually said this out loud, this is often gets lost to time, but Theresa May was originally due to present the vote to Parliament in December of 2018. But with the um, everyone spouting off about how terrible it was, she postponed it a month in order for the whips and spin doctors to do their dirty, dirty work, um, knowing that the deal would be rejected. So it must be weird feeling knowing that a you you know you've done as, as you've dealt the best deal possible that you can according to the EU, and they won't budge. And b knowing that before you've even began, that every cunt's going to hate it. So it's just like <laughs> where, where do you go? As you just said, like your hand was literally stuck the whole time yeah yeah but the way i think the way she went about it just it just really didn't work it was a bad idea i don't know what i would do if i was a prime minister nah. but, um yeah so strong and stable in hindsight <laughs> i think Theresa may and our brexit secretaries were trying to please as many people as possible with their deal and in the process ended up pleasing nobody this is indicative of the wider issue 
as we said at the start um, of the podcast, the question was asking if we should leave the European Union, but what should have been asked was how should we leave the European yeah. Union? And um, there's so many factors at play, essentially in reversing and undoing laws that have never been undone before and trade commerce and border fiascos. It really was a question that shouldn't have been asked without planning or, you know, pre-thought, a terrible way of putting it. Um, but I never thought I would say this, but I miss David Cameron. <laughs> 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 you know, it's been a fucking clusterfuck since he uh, left. Like It shows how bad things have gotten when you say something like yeah, that. <laughs> like, it was at least some semblance of fucking, uh, some stability, like, yeah. strong and stable. Uh, anyway, I'm rambling. So after, an after, unplanned pregnancy, really, in it, Brexit. <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's like going, do you want a baby, love? <laughs> yes. Okay, how do we get pregnant? So they, have, they have a kid that's like 35 years old. And then they decide to fucking uh, abort in the abort now. If we get an abortion, abortion the kid is yeah. 35 years old. How do we kill him? I don't know. I can't find any legal ways to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good analogy. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's very good. Very, very good. You should put that in the advert. Um, oh, we've got the, yeah, we've got the political correspondence, haven't we? Shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. Anyway. Let's not talk about that because you would have seen this before this cast comes out, so you're not going to promote that. Um, yeah, so after forcing a deal on the Conservative Party, frightening them with the whip, whoosh, a month later, um, in January 2018, Tessa put the vote to Parliament as a whole and they poo-pooed it more than a festival toilet. Um, <laughs> with the deal being kicked out the door, a whopping defeat of 423 votes to 202. The nose have it! The nose have it! Unlock! <laughs> oh, duh. Uh, uh, so, yeah, this 230-vote loss. I just say, I'm going to miss John Burko. Oh, yeah, uh, most deaf. Just the, the element of comedy is just fantastic. Isn't it? Oh, it's, duh. It, it brightens up those uh, those those uh, PM's questions and, you know, those debates. It this really new, does. This new Lindsay guy seems really uh, angry, though. It's quite funny. Yeah. Fucking order! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Wankers! <laughs> <laughs> you will speak when spoken. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough act to follow. It's, uh, Thing is, though, you think of him as this likable guy, but he wasn't. A lot of people really don't like John Burke. Yeah, they don't like him at all because you know he's too forward as a someone who's basically an administrator. Like you know, mm. he's like the not the banker in Monopoly, but you know the the referee in a football game. Yeah. When the referee starts mm. going, shut up! <laughs> Everyone's like, you know, hey, fuck off, ref. <laughs> Don't uh, kick that ball. <laughs> Don't kick it. Couldn't stop Boris Johnson like, getting involved in football, though, could he? Great. <laughs> rugby. Rugby was there. Here's rugby. Oh, ah, nearly, nearly son. See the basketball shot he sunk though. That was fantastic. Amazing. That was when he was mayor, wasn't he? Yeah. And he was just yeah. handed the ball to oh, 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 and just throws it from behind his behind end. Him. Just, it just goes in. Everyone's just like, the fuck? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Mental. So on the first meaningful vote, the first of many, as we'll get into it, the, the 230 vote loss was the worst defeat for any government in modern history, which is, pull that on a plaque, I'll frame it. Um, this caused Theresa May, unbelievably, to um, face a second vote of no confidence in a matter of months. This time it was Jeremy Corbyn, who rallied together a bunch of oh, Labour... Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah. He rallied together some of his comrades in the Labour Party and tabled another, a second in months, vote motion of no confidence in Theresa May. She was then had to defend herself not only in front of the Conservative Party, but in front of the entire entirety of Parliament. Um, which is weird because nowadays, up until the last couple of weeks, Corbyn's been saying, we will not allow a general election 
until we have guarantee that no deal is off the table. But then back then he's going, kick her out, kick her out, <laughs> like months before Brexit was due yeah. to happen. Um, but again, she somehow, I think a lot of people just like, look, we don't need to fuck around. We need to get on with this. Whoever the prime minister is, we need to fucking sort this out. So they voted once again to keep her in. And so that is two motions of no confidence in a matter of months that she survived. Yeah. Fair play to her. Like, it's mental. But like, you know, short of fucking Julius Caesar in her, like, who's <laughs> <laughs> like, just clinging on. Like, you know, if it was America, they would have fucking JFK'd her by now. Oh, God. I don't want to say that, but, no, but we do things yeah. civilised over here. Yeah. Um, do we? We do. Ah, we she, she's do. not blagging about paedophiles. She's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Similar. Similar. Nah, I, won't, I won't call her. I was going to say something. I won't. She is a paedophile? She, nah. So she beat the motion. <laughs> <laughs> she, she beat the motion and remained in power, but would quickly now cement in her reputation as quite possibly the worst and most useless prime minister of all time. And, oh, I don't know. Was that guy before World War War? One what was his name Neville Chamberlain. And Neville Chamberlain, yeah, yeah, he was not very popular either. Um, what a time to be alive, anyway. So you have to give it a Theresa May. She's even incredibly focused and determined, though just completely unaware of herself, her actions, and her surroundings. <laughs> I don't know which one it is, but um, <sighs> what followed was a series of amendments, um, all of which I won't bother going into because whilst they seemed important at the time, in the long run they don't mean anything. Um, so basically, it just showed that Theresa's Brexit deal was universally hated and the range of how Brexit had permanently divided politicians and all political parties, you know, it was at this point, it just didn't seem like anything, there was no end in sight, in fact, how, even though um, we were literally running out of time, it's like yeah. February or March at this point. Um, so at this point, things went maddeningly quiet and hatred towards Tess's government mounted. They were literally accused of purposefully running down the clock with the Brexit deadline of March 31st fast approaching. Um, between January and March, literally nothing happened. Nothing at all. And, um, yeah, they just motioned the same withdrawal agreement again two months later, which, you know, as you can quite vividly remember, I'm sure that was, like, massively controversial. It was just like, so what have we done for three months? Nothing. What are we going to do now? Just vote on the same deal again. And... They did. They actually did. The second time they if, actually if voted on If that's the only on. deal the EU is going to give, then what else can they vote on? I know, know, but you can't vote for it over and over and over again. Like, until, you know, until you get the answer you want. It's a war of attrition, man. <sighs> yeah, it, it is literally a I war of attrition. The thing as well that people, some people do realise is that the EU don't really want the UK to leave because no, they're a massive not. contributor to it. So it's, That's why they give us such a shit yeah, deal. Cause I, don't, I think if this, was, if this was like a, one of the Eastern European countries... And like Bulgaria, Romania, whatever. Be, I don't know if Romania are in it actually, but I, I'm um, not sure. Uh, but yeah, if it was just one of those countries, they'd be going, yeah, on your bike. Ta-da. Bye, Greece. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bye, there's a fucking bouquet of flowers and a box of chocolates. Fuck off. Um, but yeah, I mean, unsurprisingly, the deal was poo pooed once again. Um, this time, however, with a slimmer margin of 391 nose to 242 eyes. The nose have it. The nose have it. Unlock. Um, oh, duh. This was yet another horror, historic defeat for Theresa May's government, yet the cogs, dusty, dusty as they were, started turning. And it seemed the government thought that if they just kept voting on the deal continuously, then they would get the result they want. And they put forward merely days after and that vote and merely days before Brexit, a third vote on the same deal. Now, this is fucking incredible when you think of the argument that the government has given when refusing a second referendum. Or 
a referendum on how we leave, or even the Scottish independence referendum, when the SNP mountain mountain an attack, they're trying to line that up again, aren't they? And the government's line has always been, you can't keep asking the same question until you get the answer you want, which yeah. is just incredible. Um, apparently, that doesn't apply to the government itself. Um, obviously, there was much outrage over that when they put it forward for a third time, and thankfully, the Speaker of the House intervened, oh, duh, and uh, forbid the government to put forward the same vote a third time, something which, in hindsight, um, yeah, it fucking needed to be done. A lot of people slagged off the um, speaker for being involved, like he was getting too involved in, um, in the ongoing... He just probably just got fed up with speaking in circles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, he's right, though. I mean, you can't just keep doing it over and over again. But, you know? again, if that's the only deal that you will take, what else can you do? <sighs> well, yeah, that was it. That's the only option they had. Exactly. At that point, they had... It was either no deal or ask for an extension. And they, way, the there's another vote on no deal and that was again landslide nope no deal the nose have it the nose have it unlock or duh um, and that brings us up to modern day um, the EU BJ Bojo the, yes the, the EU extension was granted to Halloween I remember Halloween hey kids it's Halloween <laughs> um, and Theresa May stepped down as Prime Minister willingly just went you know what fuck you bitches and she fucked off <laughs> had a couple of gins and ran through some wheat uh, yeah so we had the long protracted election or conservative party leadership election race whatever Ugh. vote system which went on for fucking months all these fucking well to do la da pricks basically Prick. a room full of people that have faces that you want to punch oh yes basically and it narrowed it down to Boris fucking Johnson um yeah, and there we are. That's yeah. so. So with with Boris, I mean, he's trying to push through the same fucking deal again, but he's trying to paint it as his own. Yeah, that's it. That's the mad thing. Or as it's, loud and as opinionated as he is, he's literally doing the same thing. It's it's mad, but only now because he's run out of options. He did try a bunch of other shit as well. First off, he he's tried to just I don't know fucking just leave, just go, yeah. no deal. Yeah, fuck he's it, like, let's go. Fuck this, let's yeah. just yeah. You know. Labour blocked that one, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. And that's yeah. the basis for this next general election? No, I think. So the can was kicked down the road for months. Nothing happened. And um, recently then... Even, they even took a uh, bloody break, didn't they? Wasn't it like a... Yep. So the first thing... Could, shut down, yeah? You had yeah. The, one of the, the first spoke... I'm opening another brew, by the way. It's another Follows and Friends. It's way down in the whole ale. Um, Australian, Australian ale. Crikey. Australia. Crikey. Should Follows, have had a bunch of wheat beers. It doesn't fucking say who it is. It's brewed, with, it's brewed with some Australian brewer, anyway. Um, I'll Probably Jim Bob down the street. Fire up the moon, Barbie. Teach this one a lesson. <laughs> Cheers. Not a problem. Do you want a bit more? I ain't got much in there, everyone. Nah, I'll take a bit more. Make it a bit fuller, son. We're now going to quickly go live to our European correspondent, hear from something when I pour this brew. Well, I mean, in terms of, of leaving the EU, I mean, we just we just further um, distancing ourselves uh, yet again from from uh, modern civilization. Um, I mean, uh, is is the UK really that great? It's, it's got it's got this thing of of, of big and powerful. Maybe a long time ago, yeah, but I mean, that's where I see it as. I mean, do we, do we really want to do we really want to make ourselves smaller than we already are? Um, I mean, then there's a freedom of travel things like that um 
not to mention the food, the beer's better, things like that. Do we do we really want to distance ourselves away from that even more? When in the end we we're all just just eating belly busters and full English breakfasts and you know what we what we got to show for ourselves. But uh, that's just my opinion anyway. But uh, like you are. And welcome back. Um, so. The, one of the major, one of the first stick through the spokes of um, Boris Johnson's bike tire and threw him over the handlebars was the Ben Act, which was uh, a, a, an amendment put forward by an amendment and an act brought into act in by uh, <laughs> by um, Hillary Ben a, <laughs> a couple of other Labour dickwads um, that basically voted into legality that the UK could not default to a no deal. Yeah. So, like, that was the one of the biggest things. So they couldn't just run down the clock, which Boris Johnson tried to do by proroguing Parliament. So between that act coming into into effect as an actual legal document, and um, then once he did actually prorogue Parliament, I've kind of jumped ahead a bit there with that act. But he prorogued Parliament to purposefully stop people discussing Brexit. So he was like, oh, we got a month to Brexit. Let's take a free, let's take a free week break. <laughs> Mental. How you even got a way to do it? Well, he didn't get away with he it, didn't did he? He didn't get away with it, no. It was a few pesky fucking oh, Supreme Court. Wasn't that when he lied to the Queen? Is, it is was, that yeah. He basically yeah. implicated the Queen in an illegal act. It's like, Queen, <laughs> hold this baggy for me, Queen. <laughs> it's like a fucking, I don't know, the next Johnny English film. Or something it's mental. Like. It's oh, the Queen fucking... has now broke the law, thanks to Boris Johnson. <laughs> she signed off on an illegal... Oh, my God. It's it, mental. It's so... It's, it's crazy. Just it's, when you thought it couldn't get any weirder. like mental. But it just shows how little the Queen actually does. No, she's not, it's all ceremonious. Yes, yes. Yep. You can't be... Yo, Queenie. Morris, your thing... Yo, Queenie, can we leave the EU? Yes, yes. Yeah. The, the queen, leave me alone, I'm busy monarch. slaughtering this child. <laughs> <laughs> the Anunnaki don't traditionally get directly involved in the affairs of men. Yeah. They tend to play like a, a global game of chess, but these some people, like some newscasters and like websites were think pieces of were saying maybe this time the Queen will actually get involved in politics and open up a pit to hell and throw Boris Johnson in. <laughs> but um, it didn't happen. That was insane. So yeah, his prorogment of Parliament was poo-pooed by the Supreme Court or whatever it was, the Grand... I don't remember what fucking court it was. There's a bunch of old people that were really important with nice brooches. And um, what's a lovely brooch you've got there, dear? And they basically said that his decision to prorogue Parliament during such a crucial time was illegal. Parliament was immediately reformed. Everyone came back from their holiday and they went back they to work. They got paid for that. They did. And then the Ben Act as well fucked him from having a no deal. So his entire plan of just running down the clock and a no deal yeah. bombing out was just fucked. Yeah. So they forced his hand. Um, and he was, wasn't he wasn't afraid of showing his disgust. Well, in, he, he, uh, he fucked his Parliament. entire strategy. I know. He was just like, oh. He was literally like a super villain <laughs> when, when he gets found out. <laughs> I would have got away from it. Yeah. <laughs> I would have got away with it too. Oh. <laughs> uh. God, Boris Johnson, what a moron. Jake, I think Jacob Rees-Mogg said it was um, a constitutional coup that the, the Supreme Court had basically trying to overthrow the government. And I was like, mate, you're such a dick. And then all these other people were like, stop using this flagrant language. Then he was like accused of using like rallying speeches to like, incite hatred in people. And then they were using that dead woman's fucking, what's her name, Joe Cox? Oh, yeah. Using like Fuck her bad, death man. to like, oh, I don't know. And I then just, he was lying down on the bench when... Uh, <laughs> that classic meme, like 
Oh, uh, Mark, Mark, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put Boris down, Johnson's like, no, oh. lying down on the bench, fucking smoking. You just think, oh my god, I would just love to punch you in the face. He's like, such a dick, such uh, a dick. So, with his program overturned by the Supreme Court, I'm not sure if it is the Supreme Court, as I said, excuse me, and his deal blocked by the Speaker. Oh, yeah, shit, I've just missed that bit out. When it came to Parliament sat on, the, on a Saturday for the first time in 30 years, Parliament worked on a Saturday, bless him. Oh, cool. oh. Um, with the purpose of Boris Johnson presenting his deal for voting on. But then they voted against voting on the deal because <laughs> it was so similar. I don't know if it was God. because it was so similar to Theresa May's deal, but they didn't even vote on it's Boris so Johnson's deal. so fucking British and voting to take a vote. They didn't even vote on, on his deal. And the speaker, again, was somehow involved in that. I forgot to look that up. Um, but he was involved in blocking that. Again, he was like, are you getting too involved? But it, again, it was basically the same deal. Again, um, but just Boris Johnson. Yeah. Couple of t- it was differences in the backstop. There was like a, an imaginary border in the middle of the Irish Sea. And it was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Mental. But um, yeah, so, so all of this, though, is before the EU has even seen this, right? No, the EU has to go okay to the deal. So it was a main deal. Yeah, she was pushing that deal through. None of us would have it, but this hasn't even got to the point where the EU has even seen yeah, the deal. Yeah, they have. They they've they've yeah. negotiated it again with that guy. What was his name? The, the third Brexit secretary, which is still there. Um, even oh, though right, they originally right, right. said that we would not change the deal, this is the only deal you're having, there are slight differences to Boris Johnson's deal, but yeah. it is very much the same. Um, Dare I say it, if, uh, if Ireland was united, we wouldn't be in this mess. <laughs> well, yeah, you would all be fucking laughing at us. <laughs> Fucking, oh, I don't know. I think I've said enough bad things about <laughs> people that things that the Irish people hold dear. Oh, yeah, potato eating. <laughs> um, yeah, so so with that deal being stopped, as I said, the prorogement being overturned and the Ben Act stopping a, a default in um, uh, uh, no deal, Boris was forced, Joris Bonson was forced to. <laughs> no, Joris Bonson. Was, was forced to uh, ask for an extension yet again and the reason we did this podcast so late we're recording this on the 6th of November in order to smash it out on Tuesday the yeah. 12th or whatever um, was so we'd do it after the Brexit deadline yeah. so that we would you know be fresh and up to date on what Brexit actually was but um, it never happened again matter, no. they fucked us again it didn't happen yeah. Um, Brexit has fucked the Steve cast. <laughs> so, yeah, again, we're at the point now when we thought we'd finally put the nail in the coffin of Brexit, even though, you know, it probably would be really difficult to implement it. We could lay the subject to rest. But here we are doing it, and it's still ongoing. So who fuck knows where it's going to go. The next thing now is the general election, which has been called, um, and that is where it goes from here, the general election. If Corbyn didn't try and stop the Brexit vote, then... Boris wouldn't feel so secure and we wouldn't have the fucking general election vote again. I can't believe that there's another general election vote when all this shit's going on. Like, it's, When was the last one? Was the one that she This did? isn't an official one, though, is it? This is like a a cold one, is it? Well, it's uh, not one. It's not that. Not the time has run out. No, they've no. called it. Same yeah, as the yeah. last one. Same they the called that one. as well. That was 2016. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so. So does the time restart? I think so, yeah. The time will restart now. So whoever goes in now, when this election's over, it'll be five years to right. him, I think. Is it five years or six? Four? I thought it was four. Four's America. I yeah, four's America. Speaking of America, um, <laughs> the 2020 elections are coming up. And fucking, 
you know what that means, isn't it? Alex Jones is back on fucking top form <laughs> and I can't wait. He's I been love I love crashing it. all sorts of stuff. Oh man, he's driving like this armored fucking APC around with the megaphone, like the Clintons are pedophiles, the Clintons are murderers. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I love him. So the Clintons back in the race then? Uh yes, it's between Bernie and Hillary. Again. 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 Fucking hell. Again. If Bernie think, doesn't win this time, there's something seriously yeah. wrong. He there. seems genuine, like you know, like, he's got a cracking voice as well. <laughs> he's so chilled out, yeah. and Bernie Sanders, like hell of a boy. Yeah. I'm fed um, up of seeing Trump all over Reddit. Fuck that. The Donald is this one. The the, um, the gif of him giving uh, like sweets to uh, uh, someone dressed as a minion. It? Yeah, he puts, like, on his he, head. he puts it on his head and he's just like taps him on his head and it just slides <laughs> off. Into, and the other kid has got his bag behind him, it just slides off into his bag. But it's both him and Melina, they don't give it to him in his hand. They, they know what they're top. doing, they're on the laugh, man. Come on, that's nah. not the worst thing he's done since he's been in presidency. <laughs> Far from, <laughs> he's, in a, he's a moron, though. Yeah, he's, he's, he's playing I, I think 4D he's chess, I really think he's yeah, senile. I think he's senile. He's, he's fucked. He's but uh, always uh, human programming needs tweaking. One or the other. Update one. required. Update required. Trump um, 95 has crashed. So just going back to British politics um, and Jeremy Corbyn. Oh, duh. So, like, I, I didn't vote Labour in the last the last election we had, whatever it was. I, I usually vote Plaid Cymru. That's usually my preference on voting. But when it comes to... Nationalist, you son. Nationalists bring back the Welsh languages, is Yeah, I, I, I genuinely believe that if if Wales United and voted all for Plaid Cymru and Scotland voted for S- SNP and then Northern Ireland voted for whatever their favourite party is, I don't know, fucking not UP, um, we would actually stick it to Westminster and England would be in the shit if that happened. Devolved powers, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly, <clears throat> because it, Conservatives and Labour would be split in England, so the majority would probably be held with. Wales, Scotland, and Ireland. Hmm. Um, I think that would be an interesting take. And London's funding would plummet because the funding would then be shipped out to all three other countries and we would actually get something good out of it. I don't think Welsh independence is going to happen anytime soon. It won't happen anytime soon. It's not even a country properly, with respect. Well, it is. You know, it's a... It is a country. It's a principality. Yeah. It's, it's a tech... I mean, it is, but it isn't. It's like saying every every country in the Commonwealth isn't a country, though. Hmm. So Canada isn't a country. Blame Canada. Canada isn't a country. It's like a fake America. <laughs> America's hat. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah. So with Jeremy Corbyn, I I, I feel like there. Well, I feel and a lot of people feel like there's a massive smear campaign on him. Like Most the deaf. media is really out to get him, and you can tell that they are fearful of a Jeremy Corbyn government just because of his ideals. He's a socialist, you know. And, you know, he, he wants to uh, to end the food banks. What a monster! But. Um, <laughs> They, they, they paint him as this terrorist sympathizer and, you know, about his connections with the IRA and all this stuff. And yeah, he's probably said some of the wrong things, I would say, in, in relation to... Shook hands. How he's, yeah, shook hands with all of them. But he said, he said that he's trying to broker peace with these people. He's not he's not going in there to try and start a war. He's going in there to talk to them to try and broker peace, which you, you can't blame. Makes sense, it? yeah. But the media covers it as, oh, he's a terrorist sympathizer, yada, yada, yada. I discovered um, the other day, I was just reading up really, that this has never been covered ever. And there's a Tory MP that was a member of the IRA. (laughs) And she's standing in Croydon. (laughs) So it's Maria Gatland. And to quote her, when she was in the IRA, she said, 
I agreed with the shooting of British soldiers and believed the more who were killed, the better. So she, well, she's Irish, is she? Yeah, but she lives in England. Basically, she came over to England initially to buy arms. During the potato famine. <laughs> yeah, during the potato famine. Um, but she got found out by... She got found out by the newspaper and she had to flee back to Ireland. Jesus. And then she came back over to the, to England, somehow became an MP, and now she's standing in the Tory party. <sighs> Yet, none of this is ever fucking covered in anything. No, I've like, never heard of that before. Exactly. Right. This is, like, if she was in the Labour Party, that would be all over the fucking news. Like, oh, yeah. You know, Jeremy Corbyn hires, you know, former IRA member party and this is this is what i mean by how biased the british media is yeah and they, they're fearful of jeremy corbyn you look at the diane abba quotes and you know how i feel about diane oh, she's, Abbott, a, she's right? a moron I, <laughs> she talks a bit like and you've got you've got let she talks like let me finish she talks no she's the first black black woman pm and you gotta respect her for that but what <laughs> she's the first she was pm PM MP. MP. Oh, right. <laughs> That's my uh, verbal dyslexia playing up. But uh, you, you got to respect her for that. You know, props. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Genuinely. But, uh, but Jesus fucking Christ! Could did it have to be her? What about David Lamian? It's Howard. Howard from the Halifax That's in Dave, a wig. David's a man. To say to oh woman, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Howard from the Halifax in a wig. And a Howard from Howard. Halifax. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that guy? Yeah, Chris. I. Aye. He's a bit quiet now. <laughs> Oh man, she just grinds my gears. Like, and I, I, I think they they just could have got a better. If black people need to be represented, which obviously they do, there's better candidates. There's better fucking candidates. Jesus. Idris Elba, mate. Ugh. Idris Elba, given yeah. It was like David Lammy. There's like a fucking clip of him going like in some like borough of London. He's like, and there's never any police around here. This these streets are fucking you know lawless and it's like two coppers the whole time he's just going off on this spiel <laughs> these two coppers walk in across the back like they fucking start the bill it's like it's fucking unbelievable just terrible time it was only ever gone a few years ago but it always sticks to be like David Lammy what a knob <laughs> it's quite a multicultural cabinet now it's that fucking detestable fucking slug of a man who does all the shit for the conservative Savid Savid David Sav- Javid Savid Savid Sa- 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 <laughs> Um, Savid Javid that's the one that's that the one. Yeah, I apologise yeah, yeah. if that's wrong he used to be the mayor didn't he Who's did he yeah. no that's Sadiq Khan that's Sadiq Khan that is yeah. That, yeah. he seems quite level headed yeah. and you know decent human being Mr Khan yeah no sorry um, I got that muddled up Khan <laughs> <laughs> what the uh, so I mean I got some bullet points to this descends into a free for all because I have no quiz this is literally the end it's pretty, it's pretty hard to do a quiz on I fucking know, I, just, I could have asked you questions on a whole bunch of shit but you never would have remembered. no I know no. and it wouldn't be fun it would be boring so I've got the future but there's uh, a bullet point Corbyn fucked it rise of the Lib Dems Brexit cancelled that's that's what I've got I don't know what I was thinking when that I wrote sounds that sounds like I, fucking have I got, have I got news yeah. for you <laughs> I think the EU want us to back down on Brexit though with, with the shit that they're giving us they're like you know, come on, you real, you can't survive on this deal. The EU would never keep, ex, you know, agreeing to extensions if they mm. want to stay. They don't, they don't think we've, they, they were playing a bluff because they don't think we had the guts to no deal it. No, we can't no deal it. The deal is shit and they just keep replacing the person in charge. It's nuts. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they're running, into, they're running yeah. us into the ground though and they, they are like, it's like, they're sick to the back arse of us, but at the same time, yeah. they want you to stay. Yeah. It's like it's trying to get a toddler into a car seat. 
<laughs> you want to punch her in the face, but you wanted to stay in the car, you know? <laughs> That's great. You don't want it to be taken away. <laughs> Uh, by social services <laughs> America in this case that's yeah. it yeah I, I'd rather stay because I don't want any more dealings with America or China which will China. happen the one thing China is scary the one thing I think will happen if we leave the EU and if the Tories win the general election the NHS is probably oh, fucked exactly yeah like I like looking at the things online of like Americans and their health health insurance terrifying. It's terrifying. Really, like is. you know how a country like America, land of the free, you know, is <laughs> basically the the government just goes, nah, fuck you. If if you're ill, you're but gonna die. That's what they say. Oh, we're the land of the free. We don't have to pay taxes for our health. I'd rather <laughs> pay fucking taxes. Yeah. Like stupid. There are yeah. If I'm if I'm, if I'm hit by a bus tomorrow. Exactly. If I live, I, I'd like to be taken care of. <laughs> How much is ambulance cost? It's like sixteen grand just to yeah, call an ambulance. It's ridiculous. Like? It's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, the, uh, the 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 whole the whole thing in America, and that's like the I'll say the insurance companies. Hmm. They run. They massive, run the company. Massive business. And like, if if they get their hands on any part of the NHS, we are fucked. Yeah. Because they're not letting place. it go. They're not letting it go if they get hold of it. That's basically what's going to happen and um, easier for China to implement the social credit score on us then <laughs> Black Mirror yeah uh, I've been on about that for a while I don't know if I have I mentioned it on the cast I may have in one of the early episodes but have. that social uh, thing that's fucking it's beyond like anyone listening uh, look up the social credit score of China see the restrictions and everything uh, I, I'm pretty sure that if you uh, I watched a video of uh, some girl posted something in China, posted something online. The police came to her door, busted straight in, arrested her. She was she had her phone on her table, just recording the entire thing because she knew they were coming. And they just took her away for saying something bad, which happens in China anyway. But like because of that, posted Winnie Pooh meme, did she? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they can't even get their hands on Winnie the Pooh in China. But because of that, her, her social credit <laughs> score is going to be fucked. So even if she gets off, she can't get on a train cross country. She can't fucking get you know, get a flight. She can't get a job. Yeah, and if anyone hasn't watched um, Black Mirror before, there is an episode on this starring what's her oh, name from Jurassic World? Yeah, my fucking girl. <laughs> Fuck. Which one's the first episode of season two? Is it season? Is that when she goes to the wedding? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it's season three. It was the first Netflix season. Yeah. Um, when they went, they had all American actors and stuff in it. Yeah, so you had like the first two British seasons, and you had White Christmas. Then you had that. Yeah, it was that season three, I think. I'm confident. I could be wrong. But yeah, that's the scary. Or Black Mirror is kind of you know, there's parts of episodes of Black Mirror that are sort of coming true. We in absolutely a way. need to do a podcast. I know on we really do. We really do. It needs to, to be Mirror done. It needs to be done. We need to get Gareth to watch Mirror. it. I'll fucking <laughs> bash his head into a TV yeah. until he does. And we'll, then we'll do a, a cast. Yeah, Gar, Gar, can you watch Black Mirror for us so we can do a cast? Christ die. Cracking. We've got it in right there. Yeah. It's on tape. It's on tape. Right? It's on tape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if we need to talk any more about what's happening with the general election or if you just want to knock it on the head and talk a uh, shit about a few more random things and then call it a day. I don't know what we want to do. Did, never uh, petered out on a cast like this before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if we, if we want to give our opinions on who we... He fought for. I don't even know. No, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, I, I will say I'd rather Jeremy Corbyn get it than Boris Johnson. This is Joris Bonson. Joris Bonson. I'd, ra- I'd rather Jeremy than that. Um, but again, don't know what that turned out. You know, uncertain times. 
in the United Kingdom. Can you imagine if you vote, Corbyn gets in and he's just fucking megalomaniac, megalomaniac fucking dictator, dictator like <laughs> fucking <laughs> Stalin 2.0. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he just goes off on the fucking rails. Like. I mean, the Lib Dems have come back massively these days because I think the only, uh, I think probably the main reason they're back so much is because of the, they like, we want another referendum. Well, the only they're, they're just like, no, we don't want a referendum. We want to fucking remain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want to cancel Brexit. Yeah, they do. You know, yeah. they know idealistically it's not going to happen. They need to fucking do another referendum. But then yeah. what difference is that going to make? If it swings to 51% remain and 49% leave, which was the other way around in yeah. the original, it still don't fucking change anything. People are still going to be moaning like fuck about it all. Yeah. You know? The country's divided. This, this is a problem. It's and permanently divided. Like, And it's just that I can't, Literally, cannot see a way out of this, yeah. and it causes it causes arguments um, amongst people who probably, well, they may not argue. Usually, families. It's, families, it does, yeah, it does, generally, yeah, yeah 100%. you know, and <laughs> people who would be out and about, oh, they're working with someone and they're happily working with them for like six months, and then down the line they go like, oh yeah. Um, do you see that thing about Corbyn? It's fucking shit, isn't it? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, that's not true. He's like, well, he's a fucking terrorist sympathizer. What the fuck do you mean? So then, yeah. all of a sudden, they don't like each other because of that political, political views. view. Yeah. So, and I, I know that's always been an issue. Political views, some people don't like it. Uh, they don't like other people who have the opposite view to them. But now it's more prevalent than it ever has been just because of this leave remain nonsense has gone on i think the media has played the biggest oh, part yeah. though with uh Definitely. With, with terrorism you know the, the way they show oh i've brown people bad you know yeah, and then then we bad. get like the, the influx of immigrants and everyone's just like oh you know which by the way has nothing to do with the eu that's totally on britain britain controls it? britain controls its own borders so yeah, what was the, the, the original it's the scapegoated isn't it it's not part of the Schengen agreement it's not part of the free movement area yeah. so that's kind of false basis in itself yeah. then people Bullshit. are like if, yeah fuck I, di- I didn't know that but the general public as myself assumed that EU were kind of responsible for the influx of immigrants but it, 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 to a degree it's true because if you're part of the European Union then you can you got the freedom live movement. and work anyway so if you're from Bulgaria and fucking um, Slovenia uh Romania, yeah. Czech Republic, Slovakia, all those East Poland, then you can come here. Portuguese as well. A lot yeah. of Portuguese in there. Yeah. People are fucking Portuguese. But like, if you're with it, if you're from a country within the European Union, then yeah, you can yeah. come over here and work and live. No problem. But the thing is, those people who come over here, they come over here and they Come over here. <laughs> they do work. Exactly. That, they, that, that, that they, they come over and they do, they do work. They open up their own business. They add to the, the town and everything like that. Like, there's tons of... I work in a wholesalers, man. You know, yeah. like 90% of our customer base are Indian, Sri Lankan, fucking... Yeah. Well, they, they add to the economy. There's no, there's no bad side to it, really. Exactly. exactly. You, like in where we live in Merthyr, there's quite a few. Um, Chaudhry would and, starve with so, <laughs> immigrants. Yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's quite like you know they got the Portuguese cafe. They got um, oh, there's another one. Portuguese. They got, they, got a, they got a few Polish shops as cafe well. Cafe called um, Porto, which is a Portuguese so. restaurant at the top of town. I've been meaning to go there for ages so. and need to go to there. There's, yeah, loads of Port- Polish shops, and they're so cheap and they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They're so they got so much good fucking lager and stuff. <laughs> in there man it, it, it's fucking so, great there's no downside really so I think they're all super polite people as well like uh, the vast yeah. majority is so, super, yeah, you, super you can't polite. you can't say everyone like there's, no. there's there's pricks everywhere really but yeah I I, I don't get it but the media bigs it up with the, the terrorism thing and it the people that don't look properly into it are just like oh you know these, these people of colour are all terrorists and then they vote on mm. that stance like that's why the Muslim faith has been kind of earmarked as evil when 
it's not really. It's just the extremists have been portrayed in the media so much as there. And there are there are people who are like that in the world, but there are a lot of Muslims who live locally that just yeah, go, just go, go to mosque people. and they believe in what they believe, but they don't try and force it on other people and they're not trying to kill you. So exactly. it's like Christianity. Fucking, they went on the Crusades, <laughs> yeah. murdered fucking thousands of people. And it's just like... <laughs> Muslims, no doubt, as well. Yeah, no, right? Enough, and, and they're wondering, they're wondering, what's that going on now? Like, yeah, yes. People uh, just compare Muslims to ISIS. So, yeah, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, like, Al-Qaeda, or fucking Al-Qaeda, brother. Al-Qaeda, when all America. America trained all of these people up. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> America bombed their villages, creating more terrorists, but let's not get into yeah. that right now. Something for another time. But, um, but yeah, I think we've pretty much covered what... We think of Brexit, I think. Well, I have anyway. I know I've covered what I've given a bastardized uh, series of unfortunate events which led up to and then happened. Yeah, we've. In regards to Brexit. Or didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, it's all anticlimactic because I had all that build up in history thinking, and then this happened, but nothing is still going on. I have no answer. Where we go from here is anyone's fucking guess, really. We've got a general election coming. Will Boris retain power? Uh, Fuck knows. Could just end this. Find out next like, time. Yeah, could just end this one like the Sopranos. <laughs> you just cut the black bit. <laughs> so you're telling me that the entire episode was a dream? Isn't that a middle finger to the fans? Well, at least it didn't end like the Sopranos and cut the black mid scent. I love Family, old Family Guys, classic one. So many good references. <laughs> Uh, American really Dad's a uh, hidden gem too. Well, not hidden. I've all, never liked American Dad. Like. I watched it recently. It's, it's funny. Like it's it's Roger, <laughs> <laughs> the government came and took my babies. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah, we've waffled on enough now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't feel like I've ended it, so I don't know how to end this. Do you know what I mean? Well, Brexit hasn't ended yet. But well, so I mean, uh, I'm just like, should we just keep this podcast going until Brexit ends? Should we take a vote? <laughs> 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 uh, the eyes to the right <laughs> uh, and on that note John Burko we love you um, I think that's it unless anyone else is going to nah. good until next time until next time as you were turn on square oh damn